0: 11 o'clock comics episode
1: 135.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My voice <cracking> right
2: here. It's <laughs> crazy.
0: I, I sound like uh, when a character from The Walking Dead. Hey, sugar tits! How about letting me out of here?
3: <laughs> my dad just got done telling me. He's like, oh, I just got done watching my new favorite show. And so I said, like, what hey, the fucking day? You ever heard of it? <laughs> nice. That's right. My brother heard. said that
4: last night over there. He's a couple minutes on my fucking dead. I was like, oh, that's all hey. right. Hey, can five million people be wrong?
0: For um, episode it's, one it's, they
4: it's, weren't it's funny, it's funny because it's like the comics It just keeps increasing The viewership <laughs> it, they, they had more viewership in the third episode than the second. Wow and, you know, Hey you know Maybe we'll huh? save it until the end of the show My rules Huh My Bruce. Uh, well, he, You know he, what he, he, I, 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 we, we all need to fucking relax And everything doesn't have to be Terrible or awesome Something can just be Some, entertaining.
0: right. It, it could be entertaining. It can also uh, squelch your expectations and, and squash. Don't the, uh,
4: watch fucking Dancing with the Stars and then shut back in with me.
0: So what? What? Why would you compare something to Dancing with the Stars?
4: Why are you comparing it to Dancing with the Stars? Oh, who did? you he did. See, he wants to see Bristol Palin.
0: I don't even know who Bristol nice. Palin is.
4: No, yes, no I want. <laughs> it it's just funny to me that people have they seem to have this expectation that it has to be
3: awesome or it's terrible that's and your perception it, of it
0: and
4: it's been i was it's, say yeah i have i've kind th- I've, th- I've, 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 I've kind of enjoyed it and I is think, it
3: i think i've even pretty clear in saying that that yeah. the first episode was awesome and fantastic. i fantastic were yeah. yeah i didn't say it sucked i said well I no no what, no, no, I no what it you
4: said what you said is if it stays on this track i won't even bother watching season 2 right, me neither. because which yeah, is true here. because I. That's kind of
0: harsh. I don't. No, it, it isn't. It kind of stinks.
3: Well, no, it's not even that. Uh, no, <laughs> well, it don't,
0: don't I don't it
3: think it it's not harsh. It's not harsh. The That's issue why you'll is be there that, for the second season. Yeah, I don't have a lot of. I don't have a lot of time, and if I in the time I do, I have lots of things that can distract me and entertain me. Why would oh, I yeah. watch something that isn't awesome? I, 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 I can mean, understand
4: like, that. Yeah, all,
3: all, allocation of time. You know yeah. what, what? What's worth your time? Okay, I can. I, I can. But like I said. Uh, episode four was written by Kirkman, so I have high hopes it'll be yeah a big we'll sit, you know to pull it back.
0: And you know again. what? Even if it does uh, completely stink on ice, every episode I'll pretty much keep watching it because I love looking at Lori. What's her name? That actress's name? Oh, really? I love you. her. Oh, On yeah. yeah.
3: Prison Break, either. Good on you. Yeah. Uh, Why? She's she's
0: very she's attractive. Th- attractive. Yeah. Well, I'm
3: they'll really
4: they'll attractive. kill it. they'll kill her eventually. Oh, spoilers.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm looking into the future hey oh, everybody God, i
4: love i love the walking dead spoiler thread on our feet by the way. very cathartic oh, yeah feels so good just let all that out it's like a comic book enema
0: <laughs> oh man yeah. there's a picture it's 11 <laughs> o'clock comics episode 135 i am vince b how about that e-
4: yes yes you are and and i'm christopher neesman
2: you is
3: i'm david price who that? Indeed, and I'm Tone Loke. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, you know, finally well, somebody I know. I was going to say, somebody that, I know
0: One of the rare instances that I know who he is this week. Yeah,
2: he was awesome <laughs> in
0: heat. Ah, uh, okay. No, you're not Tone Loke. You are Jason Wood. And this a- rapping episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Who? discount comic book service dcbservice.com where you yes you the comic book aficionado can get your books far below retail 35 to 75 percent off selected items in their monthly spotlight and this month if you've been on the fence uh, regarding dynamite's version of the green hone it you can get 30 issues that's three zero ten times three issues for $0.35 cents a piece. little over 10 bucks to read 30 issues of The Green Hornet. In hyphen sane. That is. That's crazy. But you can only get them at one place. Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. Check them out. New Ditko book this month. Where else are you going to go? Nowhere. Mm-mm. All right. Let's, let's persevere. Press on.
4: Okay. All right. Uh, shall we nice. jump right into uh, the... Right into the drink roll call. Show. We 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 know that we know that Woods drinking the funky cold Medina tonight. It's nice. All right. oh, oh, look at oh, you. Oh. No, actually, Jason, why don't you lead us off? Uh,
3: well, I'm pretty fun. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm actually <laughs> uh, on double fisting. Um, good boy. Rough, rough week. Rough week at work. Uh, but anyway, I I have uh I have a a, a Smittix, which is a um, mm. very very uh. One, my of my, favorite, one of my my favorite, favorite irish beers Yeah, exactly irish beers i love that stuff um and i'm actually drinking at room temperature like like we do in the homeland um it's supposed to be drunk that way but most people don't like to it's an acquired taste um and uh to to double that up i have a glass of um of bushmills uh, Ooh. i'm sipping on uh, which Man. is an irish whiskey you so. you are
4: you are getting all back to your roots
3: i am i'm feeling Ritz. quite uh, yeah i'm feeling feeling uh, feeling very irish this week so Awesome. Uh, Mr. Price, how about you?
2: Uh, Again, for the second week in a row, I forgot to open up what I brought for the show, so I had to pick up a wine that I tried this weekend. Twisted from California, Old Vine Zinfandel.
0: Wow. Does that have anything to do with the insane clown posse? Is that like their wine? Twisted with a Z? No,
4: thank God. No, no. No Z. (laughs) <laughs> no. All right. And how about you, uh Mister B? Uh, would this be the the first beverage that you've had in your new digs?
0: No, 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 no. This okay. is the first episode recorded in the new digs, though. So how about right. that? Just let it. Every, on. Don't play it on. Yes, hence the problems. Just peek behind the curtain. My mountains, they are blue. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's all we oh, have light, at the house, lights, dude. <laughs> God. God. Blue mountain balls. That's cool as light.
4: That's terrible. Actually, uh, it doesn't uh,
0: taste bad, but it's, it doesn't do anything uh, as far as alcohol goes. It's it's, ter- it's terrible. It's
4: okay, enough. Um,
0: uh, <laughs> it's, it's the like, Walking Dead of beers. It's pretty tepid.
4: Oh God! Come on! Come on! God, have you been watching Steve Ditko documentaries or something? Oh!
0: oh. Negative. There,
4: is, there is no gray. There is only good and bad. There is only black and white.
0: God, there's there's gray, buddy. Nope go yeah i do i do i do, do. Go, go i enjoy, I, enjoy, I, enjoy, I have read it will you go again with that fountainhead i have read it but uh <laughs> there there is gray i enjoy the show i i, I like it i don't love it i want to love it i wish it were better crafted after the first episode like jason said i agree with everything jason said my, my i man. was i was agape aghast i my mouth was open when he was saying how he did not like it as a campy like this and then i saw them and like yeah it, it kind of is
4: it's you know what it's give them give them a chance. It's gonna Absolutely. be. Fine. I no, will I'll give them a chance. Yeah, it's sure. Be, it's, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, my beer, and it's probably a um, ap- an aptly named beer for me. It is uh, a sublimely self-righteous ale, and it is from Stone Brewing. Uh, if you remember, a couple weeks ago, I had the uh, the um, uh, the Hop <laughs> Trout from uh grand teton which is uh, a black ipa or a cascadia uh black ale black ipa and that is uh you know i had talked about it uh uh, then that it's um it's very much a purely american craft beer it's a it's a new it's a new category uh of beers that is starting to get very very popular um it's, uh, it's a dark beer, so it's good for, good for fall as we get in here to the, to the fall and winter months. Uh, it's got a lot of you know, roasted malts to it, so it, it has a really nice dark and, and, and thick um, uh, look to it, but it still keeps a lot of the characteristics of an IPA, so it has um, a lot of hoppiness and, and freshness to it. So this is probably my new favorite style of beer for right now. Uh, it offers a lot of what I like in, in a fall beer and being a little bit thicker, little bit uh more robust but it still has a lot of those um you know you're refreshing summer flavors that uh that you still kind of like as you get into fall so if you can find those um those black ipas or they're called a variety of different things because they really just don't know what to call it right now um but if you can you know w- wikipedia uh black ipa um and and you can it has some listed but this one is from uh is from the stone brewery and uh and they also do uh, uh several other nice things even though um I actually don't like their IPA. I like uh, just about everything else I've had from them, uh, but their self or their sublimely self-righteous ale is uh, pretty pretty damn tasty. I'm, mm. I'm enjoying it. I think mm. you would like this, Vince.
0: I probably would. I like ales.
4: Yeah, it's uh, but it, but it's it's dark. It's a, it's it's a dark ale. So yeah, it's, darker uh, the better. Yep, yep. Really, really tasty. I am I am enjoying, And you would like the label on it. It's uh, the the printing on it's pretty sweet.
0: Cool. Yep. Can I start off real quick? Oh, of course. I want to get the ball rolling. It's not a comic that I read, but I was moving books around because I brought my computer desk up, and I like to put certain books on the on the one shelf of the of the computer desk. And I don't know if you know this or we're aware of this, but I collect Overstreet Price Guides. Ah. Huh. Yeah, of course you do. I didn't know that really. Yeah, but I stop at the seventeenth edition because everything after stinks. It's once they changed. They used to do. Did uh, Did you get the
4: big anniversary one with the Darwin Cook Captain America cover this year?
0: No, no.
4: No, they they're yeah, just they're not like a hardcover of that a bit. I,
0: I've been buy, I have hardcover ones too. I've been buying the Overstreet Price Guide for many, many years and I've continued past the seventeen just to get the prices. But they they've something about it they've just lost it after um what was the seventeenth edition? I have it right here. It's like I don't know. I lost my headphones. But anyway. The um this is so professional. It really is. The, uh, I was, it's I was the moving. New, it's the
4: new studio. It's got y'all messed up.
0: It, exactly. I was moving books and I stumbled upon, and we always like to talk about the things that uh, have the greatest influence on our reading and collecting habits The during our formative comic years, what has impacted us the most. And I found the 10th release of the Overstreet Price Guide. This thing came out in, I think, 1980 if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's the comic book price guide for 1980-1981. It's got an awesome Alex Schomburg cover with Captain America. It's the Invaders. Cap and the original Human Torch and Submariner blowing the shit out of the Nazis. And the Nazis have a a a submarine base that's shaped like a swastika and the boats pull in in the negative space. It's a really cool cover. But there's one... I I remember exactly when I bought this. I was in La Jolla, California... I, th- I believe I was 15 years old, and uh, I went out uh, to Vegas for the summer. Vegas, w- baby. With my uncle. And, uh, you know, my mom gave me a little bit of money to take with me, and don't spend it unless you have to. And, of course, I spend it all on comics and comic-related stuff. But
3: And by comics, you mean whores.
0: There's one, yes. <laughs> there are some funny whores in Vegas. <laughs> there, and especially uh, when you're 15. They, they, they're really cool. Uh, there's one paragraph in here that pretty much set me on, uh, on my collecting ways forever. To this day, this, this paragraph had the biggest impact on me of anything. And I'm going to read it to you. It's, uh, why Marlar? Mylar is the most inert of all plastics. Vinyls and relatives are the most volatile as they contain plasticizers as well as an assortment of other potential migratory additives, additives such as slip agents, UV inhibitors, antioxidants, anti-zonites, no, a- antiozonites, and others. Additionally, as natural deterioration occurs, vinyls and cellophane release hydrochloric and acetic acids. As nice as vinyl three-ring binders look, they should never be used for storage of your collections. Vinyls also turn yellow with age. Mylar never turns yellow. And then it goes on to talk about the dangers of, of polypropylene and how it'll kill your collection. And this scared the shit out of me when I was 15 years old. Because you think you're going to have your books forever and they're going to be exactly in the condition they were when you bought them. Not true. Even books in stored in Mylar change over time but this paragraph it, it it really worried me i was like oh my god my books are going to deteriorate they're going to turn to crap so from then on i switched to, I, I i couldn't afford mylar for all my collection but year by year i started building up and replacing all my bags with mylar and i i don't use polypropylene today i use mylar because of this i've
3: I've heard you go yeah i didn't know it dated back to when you were 15 but i knew yeah i've heard that (laughs) rant many times
0: yep i did a little interesting um and and it wasn't as easy to find uh the people who produced these things but uh i believe there was an ad in in the the uh, comic spires guide for bill cole who produced every issue produced mylar and i got on board that train and i never looked back and it was the 10th edition of the overstreet price guide that did it 995 this you know have you wow. you guys still buy the uh the overstreet do you have any old ones
2: uh, I, I do I, I go ahead no 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 i just i i for a couple of years I, I purchased a big hawk annual and i think i picked up an issue or two of the magazine but after a while i just i wasn't I didn't need to know what every issue I had was worth. It was neat to see who what was there and and the um, and yeah, I mean it's it's thick with with pricing, but oh, there were some cool. th- there were some like 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 you just quoted a paragraph. I mean there were some neat neat stories, you know, and and it was I think it was it was worth it at the time. At least you got an idea. I mean, no one was going to buy your books at what was listed in the price guide, but oh, at least you had yeah, an idea yeah. what you were what. hypothetically your collection would be worth and it was it was it was just part of the hobby it was neat it was fun i had fun
0: the thing that gets me is i look at these ads and it takes me right back like the super snipe ad remember super snipe the the uh new york city uh comic and art catalog and there was uh peter Koch, the arthur soydum drawing of the two dude the two creatures playing chess come on Uh, you you have to have seen it yes yes yeah uh, Comic City, Forever People. This is, I can go through this whole thing. It's like, oh my God. Village Comic Art Shop with a uh, Joe Jusco art, uh, Red yeah. Sonya. Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy. Comic Universe. And you go back and you see these ads. It's like, damn, I wish I was 15 years old again. Jim <laughs> Kovacs. Jim Kovacs is buying. Did you know that? But before we move on, let's just see. What Fantastic Four number one oh, it was, worth the was going for in 1980? Uh, I, I want to hear oh, t- I'll
3: take what Jason was going to say. Uh, number one,
0: in 1980. Gem um,
3: mint now. Gem mint in 1980. I'll say mm-hmm. um, six hundred bucks.
2: Eleven $1, $1, hundred bucks. Oh uh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Jason, you're not yeah, too far off. Say about thousand dollars. One thousand dollars. Oh. Yeah.
4: Uh,
2: yep.
0: You can get I, Fantastic Four forty-eight. Yep. Yeah. I was the gonna say,
4: I remember. I remember a day whenever I could have gotten X Men number one for four
3: hundred dollars. Yeah. I was gonna say, what's it like thirty five thousand now for a gem mint?
0: X uh, Fantastic 1st Silver Surfer in yep. mint condition now.
3: Twenty four dollars. Twenty four dollars. Wow, dude! Oh. <laughs> I almost put a bid on one on on that issue uh, in the last comic link. And I was like, "Ah, I'll just wait and see how crazy it gets. And then by the time I checked back in, it was so obscene. I was like, many, it was like five times what I thought I might bid it for when I first saw it. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Reminiscing
0: is fun, isn't it? Yeah, I I, I went to
3: open streets every year for a long time, and then like maybe like five or six years ago, I just realized I never reference it ever anymore and I kept thinking like <laughs> when is overstreet going to put out an online version you know because there are online price guides but they
4: are right. over there's only uh, there's only one online price guide anymore
0: eBay eBay you bet
3: yeah pretty much well yeah um yeah. that's, that's and so i uh, yeah so i buy it like every two or three years just just for the sake of it but i i don't you know more of a yeah. nostalgia purpose just to have an, an updated copy on my shelf than than anything but i don't save them so
0: Oh, the old ones are great. Yeah. I did like reading
3: the stuff. It was always fun. And it was always fun when you were younger to see those ads of the high-end dealers because they seemed so mythical then, you know? Like the mm -hmm. idea that there were these guys that had all these great comics and art that you could actually buy if you had enough money. I mean, now it's, it's a little less imposing because, number one, you see them at the cons. Number two, they're on the internet. So, I mean, you know, you could really get anything. If you have the money, you can get anything now. Pretty quickly. I mean, you know, yeah. within obviously reason. You, but but I mean, you, you could find it, right? You know, you can track it down if you really want it. You can find a way to get it. It's just a question if you have that loot. Whereas, you know, when we were younger, it, it, you couldn't even fathom how you would even come across a copy, much less afford one. It just wasn't. Yeah, they you know, just weren't around.
0: The Bill Ward cover on the eighth issue is amazing. It's Torchy, and say no more. Ooh, right? yeah, Phantom Lady, Torchy, Wonder Woman. Oh, um, it, it's great buy them Sweet. go look for them it's it's a piece cool. of comic book history and i don't yeah, think they're, they're they're not too expensive maybe the hard covers go for a couple bucks but
2: they yeah, make it, a larger size that spiral band
0: or yeah they, now or they, they, they do they stop okay all right i don't know if they do it now but they did for a while yeah. yeah but uh i know the first three are really tough to get i start at like six so there you go So cool. i just wanted to disrupt the show with that little bit of uh no like, it's like a uh,
3: like, kind of like a, a fan, this fanzine moment. flashback of sorts. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Damn variant David, covers. David, Yeah, once they started doing the variant covers on the Overstreet, I was like, mm, I think I'm done. <laughs> I'm done here.
3: Ah, dude, can't have that. Uh, <laughs> well, th-
2: thank you to Bean for keeping the fanzine flashback thread alive. Yeah, yes, hey, hey, that's <laughs> good stuff.
4: That damn Skippy. Mm-hmm. Nice. I picked up <laughs> something pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. they, they made um, it for first time and, for everything and hey,
1: <laughs> damn never mind Cause, cause oh, no, no no see, uh, see
0: no no you get squashed too easy if i stopped every time you guys busted my balls i'd never speak i know you
4: can <laughs> uh give me a chance to take a sip of beer nice. all right um i i miss things um and like you know yeah yeah like whenever david suggests Rider. But oh, um boy. no, uh I, I think that's that's something that we that we're all guilty of is that there's yeah. mm-hmm. that there's so many comics out there and so many cool things that have come out over the years and um probably a lot of people um that follow into my category of having fallen out of comics for a while. But I'm, I, I'm guilty of missing this one whenever I was reading comics. And, and, sh- and shame on me. Um, but there was a, a beautiful new collection that came out of this series uh, a week or two ago. And it is from um, uh, Flesk Publications. Wow! And I am talking about the um, um, beautiful uh, soft cover collection of Xenozoic by Mark Schultz.
3: Yes, ah, yes, yes. on my my holiday list.
4: Man, it is. I am I am woefully ignorant uh, about how awesome Mark Schultz is <laughs> because I open this thing up and. I, it was just like, how the hell did I miss this? How do I not have this stuff just burned into my brain somewhere? Because it is it is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, this is um, Dave Stevens, Al Williamson, you know, Steve Bryant. I'm sure is I, I can just tell by opening this up that Steve Bryant is a huge Mark Schultz fan because this is oh this he is
0: yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was going to give him a, a heart attack today, and somebody mentioned on the forum, uh, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com No, com forward slash forum. I was going to say uh, somebody mentioned that this Xenozoic Tales uh, anthology, and I was going to say, man, you know, I'd buy that if the art didn't suck, just to see what, <laughs> Steve, just, just to see what Steve would say. Because uh, you know, Schultz, Schultz is like the long lost EC artist that never worked. yeah. Yeah. yeah
4: absolutely i mean the, yeah. it, it, it is it is such a beautiful line i mean it is it is it, it's just it's just that 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 really clean just technically perfect beautiful beautiful comic book art it feels old it feels pulpy You're
0: its just to say that
4: man it is just it is just so pretty, um, but the the whole setup for uh, for xenozoic and I think it was published originally under xenozoic tales correct yeah, uh, yeah. the whole setup is that there was a a huge um, Uh, environmental catastrophe that that pretty much uh, wiped out the majority of of the population of the earth and uh, the the few survivors uh, created these civilizations underground and basically hid um, like matrix style um, underground for like 600 years
0: without all the uncomfortable dancing Go ahead, I'm yes, sorry. yes, exactly.
4: It was. A futuristic way, rave. Um whenever they emerge and, and I and I and I've I've only read probably the first oh five or six stories in this and they're pretty short Lacker. stories. Um Well, I just started digging it. It's a big book, Wood. <laughs> I read slow. I'm a dummy. It is. Um uh, no, you're not. it's it's um uh, it's the entire collection of it. But anyway, apparently um the uh, uh, the the survivors start up a uh, new civilization, live underground for like six hundred years, and whenever they emerge to to kind of reclaim the earth and rebuild civilization, they find that um, the the planet has basically become re inhabited by uh, dinosaurs and uh, lizard people, and and so you have this you know really cool um pulp atmosphere of you know people running around and then you throw dinosaurs into it and yes which is is it's it's just really cool i mean you, you kind of think uh you know doc savage with dinosaurs and,
0: mm-hmm. and yeah, don't and undersell it. it it's awesome it, oh it's it, fantastic it's, no, it's, it's like the granddaddy of awesome
4: yeah yeah i mean it, you you think you think 1940s um, pulp but put you know dinosaurs and Cadillacs, and yeah. which which leads me to you know the 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 main character. There's two main characters. There's there's Hannah Dundee, mm-hmm. who is a um, um kind of a, you know very hot. Um, <laughs> Um, an ambassador from another another city that's trying to create relations with uh, the city that that Jack Cadillac Tenrack lives in, and he's kind of the main you know Studly character in it. He's a mechanic, which in this civilization is actually a pretty um, a very well respected um, profession uh, if you have any mechanical knowledge. Well, uh, Cadillac, Cadillac Tenrack kind of uh um, wants the name to a an animated series that that uh spun out of this called cadillacs and dinosaurs did you guys mm-hmm. ever watch this no it was um early, early 90s um 93 94 i think now this this all started back mid uh mid 80s and ran for like four years the the comic and and i think i'm um just from from what I've read here, but that spawned a uh, a one season animated uh, um, fe- uh, Saturday morning cartoon called Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, which yeah. I have procured uh, through through various ways and sort <laughs> of watching it. And it
2: uh, it's not
4: as good as the comic no, book. No
0: not, <laughs> no, not anywhere near. It's like
4: the Savage Dragon cartoon. <laughs> kind of, sorta. Um, I mean, it's got some of the some of the the. Similar themes in it, and a lot of the same characters. But the comic is is absolutely beautiful. Um, I I think the uh, um, the Saturday serials, you know, that the it, it definitely these are short. These are short stories. That are I don't know probably ten twelve pages maybe and and so it it's you know getting in there, getting a nice little nice little adventure, and then you know you're on to the next chapter, which is a completely different uh adventure and and there's a, you know you get to know the characters as as you go through, but it definitely has uh a large you know environmental theme to it that if we keep going down this this road that we're going we're going to destroy the you know we're going to destroy the planet and this is what's going to happen and and so that kind of seems to be the the underlying theme it's it's, it's a feel-good story uh y- yes if you like post-apocalyptic dystopian tales it's very oh shit. nice
0: yeah, the, the aliens yep. will save us so we don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. but
4: but 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 the big the big selling point on this i mean the stories are fun and how's the paper quality chris um it's uh, for this collection yeah. It, it's gorgeous I mean it's um, it is soft cover I would I would have liked to have a hard cover um, but, but is it's, it, hard,
3: it's not like newsprint then
4: no 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 this is oh, okay. this is no it's it's really nice it's probably oh I'd say about a it might be like 100 pound text um, it's definitely a, a, a nice number one sheet really awesome. really nice stuff yeah it's like it's it's um, uh, it's not glossy it's uh, it's a it's a, it's a more of a map paper. But this cost it costs thirty nine ninety five, but it's a pretty meaty read. It's something But what's nice is that the chapters pretty small and they're all pretty self contained little stories. So it's a perfect I'm gonna read a Xenozoic story before I go to bed and leave it by the nightstand. Right, and you right. Can, yeah, you can get through it, but you know, the stories are fun. Um the writing's pretty solid. I mean, it's definitely an updated modern take on pulp tales, but the selling point is fucking Schultz's art. It yeah. is I mean, it's it's fucking gorgeous. And it's all black mm-hmm. and white, which I wouldn't want it to be in color um because the I mean the 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 pen and brushwork in this is so so pretty. It is an absolutely gorgeous work.
0: He's one of those guys, <clears throat> sorry, that perplexes me. How does an artist get that accomplished? And 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 pull from as many sources as as Schultz does? Like he has the 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 human ideal that a classic anatomy of a Frizetta. His yeah. his his men are very triangle shaped with the broad shoulders and his women are are that gorgeous Frazetta physique with, with the wide hips and the, the beautiful, uh, curves. Okay. So you have the, the, the anatomy of a Frazetta. You have the rendering techniques of, say, a Williamson or like a Bill Stout. Yeah. Or, um, there's even touches of Wally Wood in there. Wally, the, I was just going to say. How the hell? Really, Wally, uh, he, he he's like him. an, he's like an artist out of time that somehow managed to, to get this device that enabled him to jump into a, like a pocket dimension where time went a lot slower. Time passed a lot more slowly than here. And he got really, really, really good. And then he came back to our time and just started drawing comics because he is fantastic. There, there's no amount of, I don't think I, I could be hyperbolic when it comes to Mark Schultz. He's that friggin' good.
3: Well, yeah, you're not lying.
0: No, I'm, and, and you can always tell a real good artist, by the way they handle dinosaurs, some of the best artists, comic book artists ever, were really proficient at drawing dinosaurs. And Oddly, yet, that's Shul- to No, the- really.
3: No, I'm saying I, I, I'm, I'm going to be talking about an artist who drew dinosaurs tonight, too. Oddly wow.
0: enough. Conceptual continuity. No, That's you actually. have like Bissett and Stout and and uh Schultz and Williamson's dinosaurs were great. Uh Wally Wood could draw a goddamn great dinosaur. It's just uh was probably f- in there, dude. Mm, Jack yeah. yeah, Jack was Jack was the king. That's all I'm going to say. Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, Devil Dinosaur is an awesome creation. But Frank Cho n- draws him. Not, not, yes, out. okay, Frank Cho. Yeah. yeah, right, Frank Cho. But Frank Cho, I think, pales in comparison to to uh, Schultz. I oh, love Cho. Gonna,
3: I, I won't argue that, I'm just saying. Yeah. But like with modern guys, I was just thinking he, right. you know, he can draw but himself you some could, dinosaurs. You
0: could put Cho on that little pedestal, too, with Schultz. Like, how the frig did you get that good? It's crazy, it just right? it, it's almost inconceivable to be that technically proficient in many things. Not not just I mean some guys are good storytellers, some guys are good with the anatomy, they're great with the with the tech and the machines. You get Schultz, he's like great with all of it and, and Cho. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Chris so, has dog problems so he's not gonna be able to wrap this up. True, so true. you someone should take his uh, take the reins yeah, and I'm going start right. I'm,
3: a busta, I'm a jump I'm gonna keep this dinosaur train rolling. Uh, I want to talk about something for Fantagraphics. Yay! Which, which uh, you know, for for those that that uh, aren't that familiar, they put out beautiful stuff. Um, they're one of those publishers that not only is the quality consistently great, but the the packaging is is also yep. fantastic. Um, so, longtime listeners of the show know that we are very fond of uh, Monsieur Jacques Dardy. Yes. Um, we have talked about. Uh, Several of the Fantagraphics collections of his works, um, of which there are now four that they've put out, but the first three, um, <clears throat> the first three um, uh, we've already discussed before, and and the the, la- the latest one, which is want to talk about, is actually a reprint of some of his oldest work, um, yep. and that is uh, Jacques Tardy's "The Extraordinary Adventures of Adele Blanc-Sec," which um, was actually um, unlike the the uh the three that they've put out prior to this where he was largely the artist but not the writer uh this he wrote and drew um mm-hmm. this is a collection of um of the first two uh story arcs of a long running serialized uh work that he did um for a uh I don't know if it was a paper or a magazine uh in France in the 70s and um, he did this for a long time. In fact, I he he I could be wrong, Vince, but he may still be doing it. I don't even know if that's if he's still doing wow. it. But I know that he did. I know he did it for a long time. And this is the this is a collection of the first two story arcs. Um, so, Adele Blancsec is a woman. Um, she is essentially a uh, a, a pre World War One, uh, and then later on in the story, she's post World War One. But in this case, she's pre World War One. A French, um, I guess you'd say, like a like a detective. Like she's not a she's like a she solves crimes like an Agatha Christie sort of thing. You know, she's you know how they say detective
0: in in France. What's that? You know how they say detective in France. What? Detective.
3: Detective. Yeah. Gendarme. But uh, she's a she's a fiery, you know, spitfire, uh, smart, independent woman, certainly for her time. Pre-World War One, she's very independent and very, um, you know, she's she's a she's a mover and shaker in a man's world. Um, and uh, th- I didn't know what to expect from this because I did know going into it that it was not at all like the very gritty and realistic stuff that we had read in the other Fantagraphics collections right. of his. Um, Interesting. But I didn't know beyond that what to expect. I just kind of went into it thinking Tardi's awesome, so at worst I get some beautiful art. And we'll see what kind of ride it is. But uh, this collects uh, the first two arcs, which are... uh, The first one's called Terror Over Paris. And that's P-T-E-R-R-O-R, as in pterodactyl. Uh, And then the Eiffel Tower Demon. And she basically is a... She solves quirky crimes. And as I was reading it, um, my lifelong uh, fandom of Scooby-Doo came into play. Because essentially she solves almost quasi-mystical crimes... And you know at the end of each the villain sort of like you know does the whole oh if, you know we would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for Madame Blancsec right. you know instead of the, those those wacky kids um but it's 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 pretty out there stuff like it's it's uh in the first basically there is a um uh, an old pterodactyl egg uh in the um uh you know the French museum, and it hatches, and a pterodactyl breaks out and escapes from the museum and then goes on a killing spree and every night starts killing people and of course the French papers get a hold of it and are talking about a serial killer and uh, it, it turns out that uh, it's a real pterodactyl and uh, she Adele Blochsec gets involved and um, there's someone that's controlling the pterodactyl and uh, there's a reason for that so it's um it's, it's just crazy stuff and then that story kind of wraps up although they, there's a little bit of a hanging chad that, that extends into the second one where you have an, uh, a, a green demon that almost looks like a gargoyle that's uh, that's going around and causing havoc um, uh, in Paris and it's, uh, it's it, I was trying to think how to describe it best to someone who isn't familiar with the work and the way I felt after reading it was I would liken it to the way I would feel after seeing a movie like Shuck a lot, or like water for chocolate, or you know, a foreign film that deals with a subject matter that isn't naturally in my wheelhouse. Like, it's not something, it's not a story or a type of thing that I'm passionate about. But, you know, maybe my wife talked me into watching the movie with her, and then I watched the movie and I think, ah, it's a pretty good movie. You know, like I didn't, it wouldn't probably have been something I ever saw on my own, but having Seth it, it was actually a really. Pleasant experience. That's uh, that's pretty much what I thought of this. I I, I thought it was um, much lighter fare, much quirkier, and a period piece. And I'm not generally into um, early. 20th century period piece stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, but overall the quality of it and particularly the astounding beauty of the art. I mean Tardy is just you know phenomenal and he yeah. he just he's he's amazing in this. Um, really made me enjoy it. I mean I read it and thought this was really enjoyable. Um, even though it wasn't necessarily subject matter that I would normally glom onto. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing maybe- I'm not sure of, and maybe our listeners know if you guys don't, is was this colored originally or was it colored in reprint? Because um I could see this have been a black and white book especially if it came out in the 70s in a in a newspaper but um yeah, it's color I'm not in this book, I'm so. not
0: sure but I did I do recall something uh concerning the color whether it was recolored or colored specifically for this volume so I mean in the press release Fantagraphics, they did mention something about the color so I, I don't. Okay. I'm not sure, but you know what those stories remind me of. I did read the. I've read the pterodactyl one before. They oh, okay. remind me of the uh, the Benelli uh, comics characters like Dylan Dog and Martin Mystery. Yeah, Dylan Dog. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Th- how it's just this these little bite sized nuggets. You'll you'll get a a mystery that's thrown at the character and they solve it in like twenty or thirty pages. You know, absolutely. And it, it, yeah, beautiful right. art and and just uh, there, there's a lot, in the Benelli comics though. There's a lot of padding. There's little. Little events that go on that just kind of, not so much enhance the story, but flesh it out a little more. uh, That I that was not the case in the in the Tardis story. That's all. That's all meat. Uh, yeah and
3: and for i don 't know if people have um, have given the other tardy stuff a try. I know some modern readers are more familiar with him from like a Jonah Hex or something, and yeah. I will say that uh, his art style when he 's doing his own stuff or some of the other bay day stuff that 's been collected is is quite different than what you see in hex, which that's is great. a far more straight straight line realistic approach um, in in these books it 's highly mm-hmm. detailed stuff, right. and he treats the backgrounds and the buildings and the 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 interiors and the layouts very very realistically i mean it's drawn hyper realistically but then the characters and, and the stories are largely character driven are very uh they're not realistic you know they they have exaggerated faces um big you know big mouths small eyes uh, you know, very elongated, different shaped faces. Um, so I think that's where he kind of makes his mark and draws your attention. I think it's the backgrounds are so detailed, but sometimes you don't even notice them because he's drawing your attention to the people, which are really what the story's about. Um, but I, yeah, it was a real treat. And, um, it's only $25 for a beautiful, uh, oversized hardcover. I mean, it's at least, I don't know the dimensions I'm holding in my hand, but it's, it's much larger than a normal sized comic. So, um, and said, it says you, on the book, too, it says that it's um, now a major in motion picture by director Luke, Luke Besson, Yep who we know from Lilou, uh, yep. you know, But, uh, but uh, I don't it's know anything about the that. movie. I don't know if it's well-received or if it's true to the book, but uh, this is a treat. And there's lots of dinosaurs in it. Like I said, pterodactyls, tyrannosaurs, all sorts of and
0: things. When did you get that? How did you get that so quick? It came out what, last week, what, didn't it?
3: Uh, well, I get my shipments biweekly. It was in my oh, that's right, that's right. I forgot, Mm -hmm.
0: you bastard. I gotta wait till the end of the month to get mine. Yeah, we lost Chris. Let me get him back. He back. He just kind of dropped off. Hang on. There you go. Chris is back. Yay! (laughs) It's
4: like five minutes on my telling David that I'm. I'm I didn't want it.
0: I did not want to interrupt Mr. Wood because he was on a roll. I heard he was was mesmerized. Yes,
4: I was, dude. I love Jacques Tardy. I know you do. Oh. He makes me happy.
0: <laughs> As he yes. he pulls there's the same gin there, out of his teeth.
4: I know we got a new, we got a new we got a new um, album coming out with uh, um, Tardy doing another uh, Manchette book.
3: Yeah, well, the Manchette. yeah, the Prong- fourth, man.
4: Very excited. Yeah,
3: fourth Manchette coming out. But I was talking about the uh, extraordinary adventures of Adele Blanc Sec, the one that just came out. Mm. Um, but I uh, haven't you'll read have that. To Listen back to hear what I thought of it.
0: Oh, cool. You have to listen to your own show. Cool beans. I can't wait to get that. Tardee's been one of those guys that's been in my life seemingly forever because he was in the way early issues of heavy metal. And, I mean, they just kept rolling with his his stuff. And he was one of the guys that I glommed onto very early. And then he just seemed to go away because, you know, heavy metal kind of went in a different direction when Eastman took it over. Yeah. Right. So uh, I, I lost track of tardy, but thank you, Fantagraphics, for bringing this shit back in beautiful, yeah, and it's cool. I was affordable the editions too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They um they didn't want to do, even though the uh, the the, uh, the LeBlanc sex stuff is his l- most successful and critically acclaimed in terms of his his you know from the original from from France, they didn't want to um do it first because, uh, one there have been several U.S. Uh, collections of it over the years. Um, they I think, they're all out of print now. But they have, they have collected it and put some of it out in the U.S. before. So they wanted to bring stuff that had never made it here before. And then also, because of the source material being a little bit more traditional, you know, French bidet and period, they thought it wouldn't necessarily be as accessible to an American comic reading audience. And I could see that. So I think they were smart to established a a a baseline with the uh Manchette stuff and then and then you know bring this over even though it's his older stuff um mm-hmm. so right yeah, it worked well cool twenty
1: four
0: ninety five it is yeah mm mm-hmm. yeah, I believe our sponsor had that for for half price half price idea. that's right Ooh. yep 12 can't beat it Very can't cool. beat it all right david
4: David Vincent talk to us
0: hi. Hi, hey, buddy. How are you? I'm just great. Awesome. Let me ask you you folks a question. Oh. How how far into Duncan the Wonder Dog did you get? Uh.
2: Oh, two, 215.
0: Wow, you oh, wow. doubled. You wow. doubled what I did.
2: Dude, it is it is the only thing I've been reading all fucking week. I started oh, once wow. we well, you don't have plastic. to be
0: potty mouth. I mean, it's good don't don't be potty. Sass
3: mouth. mouth over there.
0: Look at well,
4: him! Talk to your mother with that mouth,
2: David. Yes, I do. <laughs> and, they, and and they curse in the book, man. Hell, if you're going to buy this book, you got to get used to it. Then <laughs> they Shit. do curse in the book. Animals at you.
0: <laughs> I felt bad for the cow.
3: Dude, poor friggin' dude, cow. Dude, stop, stop. I have uh, I have only read the first ten pages. So.
0: Okay, oh, David. But you no. can talk
3: about it, dude. It's such a huge book, and honestly, I just uh, I just didn't. I read. I would say I probably read. 60 70 comics this week but i just was single- yeah but i was just bagging wow. so i don't 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 hold back your talk of duncan on my account because i don't know well you know, i don't,
2: don't the- want to be premature i mean I, I know vince hasn't gotten as as far but i also don't want to i i, I don't know where it's going i have an idea but so i don't <laughs> want to
0: <laughs> you're on page what to what 2.20, 2.15, You don't know where it's going. I'm on like one twenty-five. I don't know where the hell it's going. And you know what? I don't really care. That it, that's the thing that's completely right. But that what I'm, I'm,
2: that's what I'm saying. I don't want to. I'm, I'm not. I don't want to jump to conclusions or assume anything about it until I get to the end and go, okay. I mean, I can. We can talk about what you've read up to, Vince. I have no problem. I mean, it's. I know that there are people that you know may find i don't think it's the right word but you know disjointed or you know because it's it's all over the place There's not it's the
0: universe it's linear of to a degree yeah well but I, the way i like to think of it it's multifaceted like a diamond Step back, you see the diamond as a unit, as an entity. All the facets blend into one shape, the diamond shape. But if you, if you zoom in, you get to see, you know, this plane connects to this flat plane, connects right. to this plane. There, there are a number of vignettes that introduce this book. They, I'm sure they all tie in. Well, I know they all tie into a central theme, but as to how or when I don't know. Right. But I
2: mean it's it's, it's going to be like love actually where where you know all the characters end up just being around the, the same they're all they all connect in some way shape or form and it's it's the art's fantastic. I I you know every I
0: I, I want to talk about something about that a little bit later on after we after we okay. over go over the book a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit at a loss. In what? Way? Huh? I love the art. But it makes me feel guilty. Well, I'll just do it right now. What yeah. the hell? I don't want to tease it. Uh, you know, I, I've revealed my appreciation for Duncan and the work of, of Adam Hines, uh, many, many times. Obviously, before I read the book, now that I read the book, I will just reiterate what I said before. I think the art in this is gorgeous. Um, he, he gives you a full course meal. You get collage. You get, pen and ink drawing there's 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 text there's beautifully drawn architecture and some wonderful uh i'm assuming computer uh aided effects with the 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 canvas backgrounds and the the, uh tear sheet overlays and stuff but I have to say, I'm at, like I said, a bit of a disadvantage, not only to myself, but also to anyone who has listened to this show for a long time, because I've made my opinion resoundingly clear on a particular artist and the tactics they employ to produce their comic book work, namely Mr. Greg Land. Right. Now, why is it verboten for Mr. Land to crib from a photograph and use it as a reference to the nth degree, where we can tell that you know we can spot the reference or, or the right. the uh, precedent that that this photograph has established. But in Duncan, the Wonder Dog, if you look at uh, look at a lot of these pages. Adam Hines know, is drawing... I
2: mean, there's yeah, the, the, there's a house, and he drew a car going up to the house, but the house no, is a
0: photograph. Or... Look, at all, look at all the interiors. Look at all the exteriors. That, that, that page with the, the geese on the, on the water, and you see the building in the background and all the trees, that's, he drew over that photograph. And, and uh, the, the architecture in many instances... I mean, he, but he doesn't hide the fact that he's incorporating photos into this and drawing over them.
4: Right. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're breaking up, Vince. You're fussing up a little bit, my friend. Uh, well, this,
2: what, do you, what do you tell us about? Yeah, it? No, think, I mean, you... it's. I I know we're, okay, and I know exactly what Vince is saying. I'm not trying to uh, make excuses for for Adam Hines. It, the way I look at it, okay, if you want to compare it to say, you know, Greg Land or Salvador LaRocca, who, you know, they'll they'll take still images from, you know, people or Us Magazine, you know, any, just, you could spot celebrities, you could spot the the reference material, and they're basically, it looks like a lightbox drawing, whereas here, I can kind of excuse Adam, because, yeah, there may be a, a photograph of architecture or or, you know the interior of someone's house but then i get to a page where there's just nothing but but penciled on top of pencil drawings and it kind of makes up a little bit for it it balances out so so he's got Mm -hmm. a couple of photographs in here but then he goes into some serious detail with with his pencil and it just you know what then that's fine if it it it's obvious it's it's to move the story along. It's just there's a picture, and we're 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 just moving along to get to the to, to the next scene, the next sequence. Whereas with land, it's it's like it, it's a means to an end. It's like all right, so here's here's a picture of Invisible Woman, but it's obvious shit. It's from a porno magazine because mouth is <laughs> wide open, and and you know, and it and it's like why is she why does she look like that if Johnny just entered the room with with ice cream or you know it's, it's just her. Um, you know, so, but I think you're okay now, Vince.
0: Tell me, um, okay, good, I'm okay. But yeah. no, okay, I, I'm not um insinuating that Adam Hines is taking shortcuts. No, what, I, I, what, I, no, I, no. What I wanted to the the point I'm trying to make is there's a a graphic honesty, uh, a graphic credibility to Duncan, if you will, that the work of Greg Land does not have, and you. and and I'm trying to. Th- I'm wondering why, why is this acceptable to my eyes and, and my mind? And, and I look at Greg lands and it, it doesn't uh, work for me.
2: I have some guesses.
0: I, it feels right. Number one, it yes. feels, it feels like these photos are a product of Adam Hines. Cause I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of these, a lot of the reference photos in this were taken by the artist. Because I, I can't tell you where I've seen any of these before. Maybe the, maybe a tiger here or there, right. or, or, but, the, but the interiors and the architecture, if he's using um, uh, mass-produced photos, he's h- hiding the source material very well. Because, because, I mean, if you didn't know it was a photograph, you would think that, God damn, this guy can draw, and he can draw. Look at the, the, the page with the soldier beetle. Oh, my God. What page? On page 49. That is some mean ass drawing on there. Oh the, God, yeah, just, that, that's
2: what I'm talking about. Where you have a whole page of this, and then it's okay if there's a page of of a car driving up to a house, right? You know, and, I, and he's
0: really smart because look, that that image is basically uh, the, uh, the same tonality throughout the whole thing, except for the bug. Right. And, that, and what do we focus on? The bug. That's bug. That's, that's, just
2: that's great stands stuff. In. It's.
0: Um. And a couple of think, pages back, did you notice the? Uh, the, on page 47, the, the, uh, listing of all of, uh, see where it says day and it lists yes. space dog 35, soldier beater, F- beetle 49. If you go through the book, and I did, cause I wanted to uh-huh. check it, they are actual, th- those entities are actually on the l- pages listed. That's, n- n- and that's the thing, another thing I wanted to mention about this book. The, the breadth and width of the author's involvement in this work is inconceivable to me. I mean, he has, this is world building. He has crafted the, the land of Duncan the Wonder Dog from the ground up. And, and, and the one thing that just made me step back and say, he's either brilliant or freaking insane was if you look at page 73, the, in the margins, you get that faux, uh, treatise on animals and their opinion towards art and how they yes. approach—that's insane.
2: Yeah, I I couldn't, I didn't really focus on that because it's it's two different stories going on. They're they're on opposite pages, and one is with with the cow that Vince mentioned, and then um, there's somebody else who brought a book to to somebody in a different language, and and um,
0: and, well, uh, and Chris and Jason, listen to this, and it runs like one, two, three four it, it runs in the margins of four pages and it's just this this mock uh text piece on animals and how they approach creativity and art and uh this is um one of the parts." i want to get a good a good chunk of it And there's even years in here, like between the years of 1585 and 1592, a young aspiring playwright and actor named William Shakespeare traveled quite frequently to the woods and lakes surrounding Kenilworth Castle, where he was known to converse with the local wildlife for days at a time. The flocks of geese and various other woodland creatures exposed him to the original words of Ovid and his animal uh, contemporaries and it goes on and on and on about animals in their interaction with with these um, literary and historical figures and how they influenced each other it's crazy and it's in the margins I mean you could you could do a comic just on uh, using that as a springboard you can do a whole series but he has it buried in the margins like almost like a sideline uh, an aside as the main story is going on it's crazy this thing is deep and I'm I'm just astounded. David. Like it
3: makes the, you wonder uh, how long he. How long did did any of You guys know uh, did Chris say how long um it, this is this took him to do? I, I can't imagine. It's
0: probably I would take a long friggin' time. Yeah,
2: I mean it's it's I if if he is currently working on book two then or show two then it's <laughs> it's obviously it's going to be a while before we have all nine He's, parts. He said so. <laughs> he said twenty
0: twenty fifteen.
2: Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> he did, but it's. It's one of those things where it's, it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be worth it. I mean, again, I'm not, you know, I'm, ha- I'm at the halfway point. So it's, it's something that I'm not going to put down. And like a stereo's polyp, I read it last year. I haven't reread it. I, I, it's, it's been the one time and it's something I'll probably go back to,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: this is, th- this is on, on a completely different level where I know I'm just, even if it's probably me just going and following one of the stories, whether it's it's Voltaire or or Volman or or just reading about some of the like, like Jack I that thing. Volman's a dick. He needs yes, to, he, is. He,
0: he needs to die.
2: <laughs> he does, and I'm yes. hoping something happens to him before the end of this. I, uh, I, I Maybe I the love... metal spike that that the little piggy found plays part into that. But <laughs> um, I <laughs> love I love that story with the metal spike with all and, the. Aphorisms concerning the investigation and interpretation of the purpose of the metal spike. And when you guys read it, you'll see it.
0: We set it up. There's a a mother pig who's digging in the dirt, and a a baby pig. And the baby pig walks over and takes a look at this spike buried Uh in the in the in the in the dirt. And he's like, "Ma, what's this?" And she's like, "I'm busy. Just figure it out yourself. Just look at it." And he goes on this amazing this long. Yeah, Thirteen Prot- parts. 13 protracted parts. description of the spike and the many possibilities for the existence of the spike. It's like I said, the the amount of detail and immersion of the author in this book is incredible. Yeah. And I, I really am. When if we ever meet Adam Hines, I'm going to keep about two or three steps away from the dude just until I get the lay of the land because this <laughs> this guy he's he's driven he is uh, there's a there's a conceptual hook with a tuning fork that's amazing i mean you know me and the symbolism and the and the high concept there's mm-hmm. a there's a tuning fork in here there's pythagorean theorem plays into it but but david uh i'm gonna i'm gonna reveal this one section because it, it broke my heart it really did what
2: what what, what, what page you go to
0: um, I'm on page 120. Oh, all right. So yeah. you to get Okay. All right. No, so a, there's this. there's a stuff. section with a dog named Clementine.
3: Ah, oh, Clementine.
0: And, and the dog was wondering. Oh, yeah. The, the dog was wondering where, where meat comes from. Like, what's in the, what's in the stuff he eats? Yeah,
2: what, what are you eating? Beef
0: and, stew. And, and, and his owner thinks it's a good idea to tell him. And, and the dog is so distraught and, and just so. Messed up by the reality of what the stuff he was eating, the nature of the stuff he was eating that the, the owners, uh, tell the dog to sit with their infant.
2: Yeah, babysit the baby.
0: Babysit the child while they do whatever. And, uh, and th- here's where Adam Hines's work touches upon the, uh, work of Will Eisner. I see a lot of Chris Ware in this and I yeah. see a lot, I'll, I see a lot of Will Eisner. He, he uses this graphic technique where he'll have empty, dialogue balloons coming out of character's mouths that uh to mimic like gibberish yeah. or or unintelligible speech and and the baby is laying in the grass face up uh and, and and the dog is naturally watching him and the baby has a speech balloon next to his mouth and it's it's of a certain size and the dog i you you can't tell whether it's for revenge or out of hopelessness at the reality of what he ate he smothers the baby by sitting on its on its head oh, yeah. and and the dialogue balloon is of a certain size and as the the panels progress the dialogue balloon gets smaller and smaller and then it just disappears and you just see oh, wow. you, you just see a profile of the dog man it, it it i still don't have the words to tell you how this uh, there's a long shot of the dog sitting on the baby's head, and there's a huge a, a fairly big dialogue balloon and then there's four panels to the right and you just see the dog in profile and the dialogue balloon is uh originating from somewhere off the panel like under his butt and it just evaporates with the baby's life and it just kills you it just oh it, man it, it, it but and there's a lot of very emotionally in Intense, thank you scenes that's like right. that in, in here this i think we're yeah. we're experiencing the creation of something very special i don 't think we know how special yet because i like i said i haven 't finished it if right. it turns if it turns into all slapstick for the rest of the three hundred pages or four hundred pages then okay i 'll eat crow, but i don 't think so i think mm-hmm. this this is the beginning of a journey that's yeah it 's going to go down i think with the greats there is a I haven't,
2: lot i, I haven 't come across any any light and sunny moments yet no there's not too many and and that's the thing that the um obviously the way you were setting up with with clementine this is a world where animals can talk to humans it's it's, they're on equal footing basically but but
0: they they also have they can they can talk but they have cognition they have they have the same mental or or greater the same or greater mental processes as human beings because to be honest, the the animals in this book are a lot more intelligent than the humans so
2: far. Damn, skip. Well that yeah. that's that's par for the course.
0: But it's not it's not like a PETA treatise. This is not like oh no, anim- animals are great, humans suck. No. It, it's 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 um th- there has been uh, dissension among humans and among animals. They right. don't coexist the way
2: There are terrorist groups on both sides. Yes.
0: And, and there are incidents that occur. Uh, someone bombs a college and it, it, and it just sends ripples throughout the whole narrative. Uh, this Volman guy obviously does not like animals. He's very, um, and he's in a, he's in a position where he can enact legislation to stop animals from progressing. And then you have, uh, Voltaire. Who, if you do your little historical homework, was all about civil liberties. He's a mandrel and yep. he's, he's a very articulate mandrel and he's oh, working yeah. for the civil liberties of the animals and trying to get the animals to progress and, and have certain rights and privileges afforded to the animals. This book is insane. It's so good. I, I, I can't not, I cannot stress it enough. You need to read this because it's 400 pages. So I'm going to be talking about it. David's going to be talking about it again. I'm sure once Jason and Chris dig in, they're going to be because.
4: Oh yeah, it, I can't wait. I just I, I want to make sure that you know I'm got I got a Queen and Country novel I got to read yeah. first. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: it's, I mean I know it's it's and there there are so many pages where I mean the hell with the nine panel grid there there are pages here <laughs> that that I mean at least a dozen panels and oh Jesus like nothing, there's nothing you don't have 30. to you're you're not going to read a, a page and get lost or or mistake which direction you're supposed to be going in because there are some sections right. on the page where panels are grouped and the little numbers in in the corner of the panel so you'll see mm-hmm. you know seven eight nine and then there's a big panel 10 and said and and you might think to go and read down but it, it's basically telling you that if well the next panel then would be 15 so you know that if you read the the next right. bunch of panels above it then you'd be following along and, and, but, it,
0: but it's not explicit I mean, you, you, you. It it falls within your natural reading. You'll see the number. There's not like a huge neon number saying, "Read this." You (laughs) know, mainstream arrow. Right, right. It's pretty natural the way it flows. But, um, and he does things with, uh, paint effects where, um, it it's a beautiful mess. There's a, a haphazardness, an intentional haphazardness to the art that's really beautiful. Like, he'll put a, a scan sheet of paper behind some of the art and just overlay the art on top of it, but he doesn't obliterate the lines in the mm-hmm. paper. He'll just leave them there. And it it's just like this confluence of information. It's delightful. Oh, good God. Wait, uh, wait till
2: you get to the tale of Robert Page and and you have you met jack yet you i have, have met been? jack yes okay yeah i'll give I, you a thousand dollars to jack. say you didn't see me oh my god yeah <laughs> it, it's it it's yeah, i can I'm, I'm starting to understand why but it's yeah. no there's um
0: part comic part storybook part um uh text piece there's a lot of text pieces in here there's collage photo manipulation there's it's it there's snippets from Russian newspapers. The, it, it's, uh, there's faux history. Um, uh, there's, uh, grim fairy tales type stories in here. It's, um, and this is his first book. H- how, how, do, how does something like this happen? <laughs> and,
2: and this is one of those things where, I mean, you know, we, we read a lot during the course of the year and, and there are times where, you know, like Wood just said, you know, he read like 70 single issues this week. And, and I, I'm i sure you're going to be able to recall something out of each of them. But, but this, th- there are single issues that I've read that I'm like, you know, that I forgot. I mean, whether it was an issue of the Avengers or the Fantastic Four or JLA, you know, it's like, okay, so what happened in that issue? Let me remember. There, there are things in this book that are going to stick with me for a good long while. Yes. I'm not.
0: Especially you. With your affinity towards. And which animals. is,
2: which, you know, I mean, as I'm reading this, I know I'm, I'm, I'm reading things that, I mean, I see animals that are talking to each other and talking to other people and they're in a cage because they, they, they work or live at the circus and, and I'm finding out about other animals in here. And then you get to the part with the cow and I'm like, and, and I, it, just like you were saying with, with, with the art in this, I have a feeling where I know I've, I've said, yeah, I'm not, I, I have no intentions of, of reading Beasts of Burden or, or anything like that where I just, I don't want to see something happen to animals that this feels a little different.
1: Mm-hmm. It
2: feels a lot different. But I mean, I, I, I know I'm going to get upset or I'm going to feel something as I'm reading this book or by the time I get to the end of this book. But it, what I feel after reading this, after what Heinz is doing, I think it'll be different than if I were to read The Beasts of Burden or other works where animals don't always end up in in
0: right. upright. Right. My favorite character so far is Theseus, the little albino monkey. Is who? Theseus, The one who brings uh Polybius the water and he keeps asking him, you want me to Oh yeah 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 is, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah and that and that's where they they dropped the bomb and uh, about what I think the 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 main idea of the first book will be is the dog with the uh forearms of uh he has opposable thumbs yes. and and his name is Antaeus and he is purported not to exist. He's this mythical animal that, uh, some of these, uh, characters are searching for. And some believe he exists, some believe he doesn't. And he seems to be the key to this successful integration between animals and humans or, or, uh, will lead to at least open ended talks where they can sit down and, you know, say, Hey, we both made mistakes, but this thing is freaking incredible.
2: Yeah, this is uh, one hell of a journey.
0: You can't you can't read it like a normal graphic novel or a normal a normal comic book. It's it, it's so far removed from that. There's snippets of information that he throws at you, then he turns, uh, does an about face and goes in another direction, and then then he'll present some some kind of faux history, and he'll do. Uh, there's almost like a travel brochure. They'll just be like pages of just landscapes and archaeology, uh, 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 architecture. It's, it's not, it's not gonna act like your normal book, your normal comic book. You have to, you have to be, um, brace yourself for that because I, I gotta, I have to sympathize with a couple people on the forum where they were taken aback. We've been reading books, comic books, for a long time, and this is unlike anything I've ever read before. Yep. And, and I'm not shitting you when I say that. I tweeted today, I said, uh, Adam Hines is speaking the comic book language unlike anyone uh, out there right now, and I believe that to be true. No, The closest thing I could think to this is is from hell. You know how disjointed parts of From Hell were, and it would go off on tangents, and and it would would eventually come back to the the main idea. This reminds me, not in execution or or style, but kind of the the uh, spontaneity and and uh, just uh, pre- I don't know, that's the word. It 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 resembles From Hell a lot in in the manner by which the story was told. A mm-hmm. little bit, a little bit, yeah. But we've we've taken up a lot of time, Dave. Anything to close with on this? Uh,
2: no, I, I'm I'm content with talking about what I have read with that, that that you haven't gotten up to yet. I'll um, I I also don't want to oversell it. I mean, I, I think we right. all...
0: Yeah. And
2: So I want the guys to to read up on it too, and and
0: I don't want to pump up the expectations and then get into right. and be like, what? So, no. you know,
2: and 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 like I said, I mean, at this point right now, I am just. I'm along for the ride. Wherever Adam's going, I'm 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 going with him. You bet. So I'm not I'm not trying to. This is me doing what I do. Where I'm just I'm in the moment. I'm in the book. I'm not trying to guess what's next. I'm not trying to jump ahead or go. Okay, yeah, don't you know? I'm not gonna be like somebody yelling at the movie screen. Don't go in there. And I know where right. it's coming mm-hmm. next. It, this is just.
0: Um, you got to. You have to squelch your expectations because yeah. he's not gonna play. You don't it know where the, it's going. I mean, no. you got
2: talking to animals. You got. You, you, you got terrorist bombings you got people escaping in, in in cars and and getting away like oh jason it's just it's it's crazy isn't that
0: refreshing though right. that that you you can experience a work in this day and age where you have no idea that's, where this friggin thing is going to go yeah. sure that, absolutely. that that's just great blindfold me push me in a direction and and just let me go that's
2: thank awesome. you yep. adam
0: yeah it's going to be really hard for me to topple AdHouse house for my 11 o'clockers Really hard. With, the, mm-hmm. with, with Aphrodisiac and now this?
3: And now this, yeah.
0: It's gonna be tough.
3: Speaking of the 11 o'clockers. Yay! How's that for a segue? Uh, don't know what that is. That is our annual, uh, awards, uh, that we do. Um, <clears throat> we have a bunch of categories that we each pick a winner for, and then we also have a open thread in the forum, which we encourage you to go check out and vote in. Uh, um, the thread is up and running it's pinned to our uh, the bullpen section of our forum and um, people are already voting but you can update your votes up until uh, year end and then usually a couple of days after the year we close it down for voting and then I tally the votes and then we have a little uh, award ceremony where we where we give our thoughts on the categories as well as the uh, the top vote getter from the uh, the listenership and uh, it's a lot of fun so Thanks. we added a few new categories this year tweaked a few things and um, yeah it should be i always I always enjoy that, so it's a good time good time a lot of fun it is' it's a break from format if you can call what we have a format yeah it's yeah. just it's just no, us. we even got we even got Vince to check the categories before a week before uh, rather than like a months before instead of a week before <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah day of it's like wait what did you pick all right yeah and and many of our our buddies will be happy to know we did add a best web comic category this year, which is bittersweet because um. I think it's well. Dave Wachter, uh gave us some shit last year for not having one. He was absolutely <laughs> right. right. Um, As well, he I, and should. I, think I, I certainly have my my reader my reading of web comics has uh, ex- grown exponentially over the last year. But it's bittersweet in that so many of our good friends yeah. create web comics, and 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 to be honest, many of them are excellent. That it's going to be downright hard to pick. A winner in that. You can category, you can have a six or
0: seven way tie.
3: I, I think I'm up to a. No, way tie. no tie. There's no
4: ties in baseball.
0: What's baseball. <laughs> What's that?
4: We'll I have to name the
2: award after one of the after the Guns of Shadow Valley Webcomic Award. This way Dave's. <laughs> Dave's happy, and, and, and then, yeah, <laughs> whoever wins it is is happy. So there you go. But no, it's, it's it is true. It, it's it's there are I, I have. I have my Firefox favorite there, and it's updated with, with all the webcomics. And, and there are even people that aren't on the forum, even people that we don't know, like Dave or Zach. And, and there's still, you know, you, you have Apocalypse Man. I mean, there's just, there are so many. Oh, and World that, of Hurt.
3: You know, okay, yeah, seriously. So I mean, it's Charles it's, Christopher. I it's mean, crazy. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Ants.
2: The ants.
0: It's ants. Yep,
3: of course. Oh, yeah. Bitch. Good stuff. Mystery solved. Yeah. I mean, gunshot It's crazy. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. That's why, you know, it's, it's so hard to pick, uh, the quote, best. We're gonna have to break order. Best, best western. Best western. No, I was gonna say best, (laughs) best insect webcomic. Best Howard Johnson. Yeah. It's not easy. It's 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 hard. It's never easy.
3: And, and look, I mean, we, um, we are always honest, so, I mean, you know, we usually a find fault. a way to pick yeah. it to ourselves, yeah. too, at least. So, yeah. yeah. I, t- I tell you what, I've, it's... But so we can be broad. The, the, the,
4: the hard, the hard yeah. one for me this year is going to be... We have a favorite uh, reprint or collected edition, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That one's going to be a killer for me. Why so? Because there's been some... Pretty awesome collected editions. He's got he Xenozoic in his hands right now. Yeah, that's the, right. you right. know right. What?
0: That's the that, that right.
4: not not even in my conversation yet.
3: Wow. Oh, and another new one that we added this year, which I think was a great idea. I uh, in the forum thread, we give credit to whoever came up with the ideas, but I'm sorry offhand, I don't remember which who it was that suggested it. But uh, but it's a um, it's it's the it's a best of something that that you're reading for the first time. Um, oh, but, the new to you. Yeah. New yeah, to you. yeah. Exactly.
4: Yeah. So thing. It's, it's, it's okay. There you, it, there you go. Cenozoic X- probably gonna probably gonna down, elbow its okay. way in there for me. There you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. And that yeah. could
0: leave There's a space there. to a, for another reprint. Right. Yeah.
4: Yep. So, that's, so that to me
2: that's that's when, when I asked that's what, if that would be a decent inclusion. I was that, that that's a nod to uh, to Derek because during his his Noise Awards it was um, I think one year he may have picked. Matt Fraction is best writer. And I know Chris was talking to me about it because Chris is like, you know, Matt Fraction's been writing books for how long? So basically it was, it was new to Derek. He was new to Derek. He hadn't, Derek hadn't read any of his earlier work. So, so Matt Fraction was his favorite writer, favorite new writer because it was new to him. So there, so that's, that's why I figure, you know, we do have a lot of forum members that, and listeners that, you know, like Tim, as of right now, he's like up to I don't know the fourth, fifth, sixth trade of of The Walking Dead. Never read The Walking Dead before today, this week, whatever. So I mean, Get you know, that's bus, that, t- that's new to him. So, well, he's ahead of me, but it's it's you know
0: by choice though. Uh,
2: yes, you're right, you're right. So it's yeah. it's it is, and we've had some pretty interesting new. I mean, we've had The Rocketeer, we we've had Fear Agent. You know, there have been a lot of new to you, absolutely uh, selections so far. So yeah.
0: Cool. Let's keep this train a-rolling. Yes. What else do we have?
4: I've been teasing this for a couple weeks, and um, I feel like I should probably talk about it, and that is the stuff of legend. Ah, oh, very oh, nice, boy. Okay. He
0: said oh, love- there, all <laughs> of Wow. There may, there may, wait, oh. there may be a curse against this episode because I do not have the little black boogie book. That I, I oh shit yeah I left it back at the house so I, I I'm just using oh, plain old man. paper. I gotta wing it. So if, oh all right. If they hate know. this episode, we know why.
4: Okay, you, you oh, weren't fun. slamming on on stuff of legend, were you? Continue. Oh wow, gosh. really? Dude, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> When did when did well, your I, heart get up? Oh, <laughs>
0: oh. Uh, Wood, Wood today on the forum. Wood goes, man, I love you, but this I hate Christmas shit. This just breaks my heart.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate Christmas shit. Breaks my heart. But you may be you may have found something to break my heart even more if you don't care for stuff. A legend. Wow, because I, this is
4: you, oh, you know heartbreak. every once in a while you you find you find something that is. You know, I don't want to call it a children's book because you'll get the totally wrong idea. Of it, but every once in a while you find something that um, uh, takes place on that that fantastic stage that we, I, I think, kind of um, instinctually think of as being like children's stuff. You know, Harry Potter. You know, fits fits into that mold, and you know, Toy Story, and and this is kind of firmly planted between those two things. You you have um, you have a, a fantasy world that um, that you you know, it's the the classic, you know, through the Looking Glass that you you break through this barrier and, and you leave one world and, and you enter another one. Um, but it also has that that Toy Story uh, feel. Uh, to an an aspect of a child 's toys actually having you know sentience and whenever no one 's looking the the toys you know become alive and and interact with each other and that that 's the basis of stuff of legend is that there's uh, there 's a child who is uh, kidnapped by the boogeyman and pulled into his closet, and all of his toys um, could do really nothing but, but, but watch this happen. And, uh, the, the toys, there's a a small group of them that, that decide to go into the, the dark. Is that what they call it? The dark or the black, which is, you know, into the closet, which is where the, the, their, uh, their owners been been kidnapped away to and and so they they lead this expedition to go rescue him and the closet the dark is where all of the discarded toys have been sent and so it's this world that as soon as they they cross over into um they, they change into like their true selves so the teddy bear becomes this huge monster you know Bear that you know, and and the, and the toy soldier you know becomes a real soldier, and all that, and they're off to uh, to find to find the kid, and uh, I I I've thought it was awesome. I I enjoyed every second of it. Probably my only. My only reservation or nitpick on it, and it's why I didn't call it a children's book, is that I mean there there are some scenes that that get, if not brutally violent, probably just over the edge from what I would want like you know to read a five year old. Um, you know I, I think this is you know for you know maybe maybe just a little bit older than that. It's uh, the you know the boogeyman uh, in one scene like tears someone in half and it's, yeah. yeah. And so it's a little, it's, it's, it's a little, you know, graphic, a little, um, a little unsettling in that respect. The, the bear, you know, pummels a few people to death basically. And so, so you get some of that. It's, um, it's all done in, um, uh, you know, beautifully penciled work and it's, it's almost feels like a duotone even though it it, it is printed for color, but it's a, it's just a, a very brown, um, pallet. Sepia. Yeah,
0: sepia tone.
4: It's sepia tone. Thank you. Yeah. Most people aren't going to know what sepia tone is, but, um, it's, okay. it's, it's, uh, it's sepia tone. Um, even though they do, they do kind of, um, uh, fool you there because some of the lettering um very sparsely is done in a bright yellow or a bright red and so they are used in a full color palette is available to them but but it, it feels very old um i wish they had done it on on an uncoated paper instead of a glossy stock because i think it would have felt even older and and of the 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 period, which is the 1940s, this is um, white depression era America, and it's that era of toys. So you have the toy soldier, the the wooden duck, the the teddy bear, the uh, the piggy bank that doesn't have the hole in the bottom of it. So whenever you have to, uh, uh, whenever you want to get your money out of the piggy bank, you have to break the piggy bank, which actually plays into the story quite a bit. But uh, no, I, I thought it was this 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 beautiful magical world that you know feels very C.S. Lewis um, in, in a lot of ways. So yeah, I I really really enjoyed it. Uh, it's from uh, uh, the Third World Studios. You can check yeah, it out at. Third- um, the number T um, H th- th- yeah. the letter the number three, yeah. T H three R D world dot com. And uh it was thirteen dollars. Uh it's a square bound book and uh um contains like the first two chapters, I guess, of of the series. So Cool. Yeah,
3: yeah it's vo- yeah, volt so you art. got was, uh, vol- so yeah. you are the trade, which is um
4: mm-hmm. you have
3: the trade, which is it right, the first two arcs and then the the third arc uh as um come out the jungle um mm-hmm. and then, uh yeah and then there'll be a fourth arc um i uh yeah i mean as i've talked I about mean, it-
4: it- it's it's something that you've talked about and so so props to you it's a it took me took me way too long to uh, to to uh, catch up to you on this one and i you know I, i'm i'm i think what my oldest nephew would really enjoy this so it's probably going to uh, end up being a christmas present this year cool
3: well uh, nice. yeah I mean props actually to Jay Tomio who turned me on this Cause this is real small press stuff I mean I don't it's it's gotten a little bit of buzz but it's definitely I mean third world has some other some mm-hmm. other uh stuff ain't that small out- press because I bought this at borders
0: I just got yeah well, wasn't
3: this yeah. was I think yeah. their first big big hit if you will but um uh I don't know much about the writers in terms of if they've done stuff before oh. this but it's uh Mike rake and Brian Smith but um as I think I talked about shot um, Ch- Charles uh,
4: Paul Wilson the third on on yeah, illustrations. I, yeah. He's
3: a Jersey boy. I met him at um, the last wild pig sale, and uh, actually bought a page from Stuff of Legend, which you can oh, see. Oh, awesome! In, uh, it's in my in, in the it's in the gallery thread. It's posted. Did but, I? Uh, what's that? Did I
4: see that at your place?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it was on the wall. So probably. Really? But,
4: yeah. I was, I was just yeah. overwhelmed by all the other awesome there.
3: There you go. not but he uh, from, uh, yeah, th- this is Charles Paul Wilson's uh, first published comic work as well, which just astounds me. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I, whether or not he's 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 on board for the entire run, I don't I don't know. I I hope so because I love his stuff. But uh, but the dude's definitely got chops. Um, but uh, credit to uh, Jay Tomio on this one because he he turned me on to it. Um, it's just one of those books that's kind of got some a little decent, a little bit of buzz, word of mouth. But uh, you know, I don't even know that it's I don't know that any of the issues have actually even cracked the. The Diamond 300 at all? They may have, maybe toward the bottom, but I don't I think mm-hmm. they necessarily have. So, um, but you can get the the issues or the uh, or the trade um, pretty readily if you search. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I love it. And I do agree with you, Chris, that you know, because I have a obviously a five year old and a seven year old, and I read to every night. And um, I did read the first uh, the first story arc to them, mm-hmm. and I stopped reading it uh, to them because of the same reason. I mean, they they kind of dug it, but it definitely was. A little, a little too scary, I think, especially for my five-year-old. It was a little yeah. like it's, it's just a, it's it's very, again, it is it's it's mythological. It's not like real humans mm-hmm. are getting hurt, but it is pretty graphic, and and, and there is death, and it's very yeah. So uh, it's like it's like
4: it's, Lord yeah. of the Rings, violence, So I mean yeah yeah. yeah.
3: So yeah. it's it's probably more suitable. And our, I I I was talking to Charles about this actually because he said it is a weird thing. <laughs> Drawing a book like this, he said, a, a lot of people presume when they see the the, uh, the artwork and they they come up to them at, at, at cons and stuff, they assume that it's in fact a, a an all ages children's book, and he kind of cringes a bit at that and and tries to tell them, well, you know, you should really read it through before you read it to your young kids. It's certainly okay for you know, I would say any kid that's if you're comfortable letting your kids watch like a Harry Potter movie. Um, at least after yeah. you know, the first, like the second, third, fourth Harry Potter movies, this is kind of along those lines. You know, there's violence, but nothing like overly gory. But yeah, it's 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 not it's not for the wee ones. Put it that way. You know, it's not a fairy tale. Yep. So, I, you know, Vin, ha-
0: I mean, wait, wait, wait one one second. Speaking of Harry Potter, my huh? daughter uh, Mia finished the last book. What is that book seven? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last night, and she cried when she finished oh. it. And, and i and, and i said what's the deal what did it end that bad she goes no there's no more no more right yeah. and 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 my, oh. this is the difference between me and my wife my wife's like oh get over it. just read something else Oh, not, not, up, no shit. no 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 not that harsh she's right. just like well why can't yeah. you just read something else quit and your I, whining
4: and read another book little girl i know what? and i was like <laughs> no, <dude. laughs>
0: no she she was she was in that in that world, she she loved those books so much that now she's cut off. It's it's, it's like yeah. they, they she's been I've transported been so out of that universe. College. And and I I can understand that to a certain degree. And this goes back to what we talked about last week. But that's my Mia. That's my girl. Yeah. She she cried she's at the great. end of the Harry Potter. All right. But so yeah. Now, funny. Jason, what were well, you going to
3: say? Well, I was just going to say. Well, I mean, without recognizing that you're about to break my heart, be honest okay. about I clearly <laughs> <said> <laughs> something <laughs> that you you didn't like about this. Apparently.
0: Uh well, obviously I didn't read it, and that's and that's because of the uh thing that prohibited me from doing so. I didn't dislike the art, but I didn't like it enough to buy it.
3: Wow, that astounds me. Yeah, I'm a as shocked. I have a framed page of it hanging on the wall right here. That astounds. I'm, I'm, me. I of know. course,
0: I mean I, I'm not saying it's bad because it's not. It, it's it's not your style. No, not that either. There was just nothing that grabbed me. Nothing uh, reached out and and said, "You need to own this this is This is something that you want on your shelf i like I said, it's technically very good. It just didn't speak to me and uh <sighs> you know i if he's listening uh you you know who gives a shit what I have to say i just i just didn't i didn't vibe on it and
3: yeah well it's each his own i just i'm just surprised you know i'm kind of feeling
0: bad now because you guys liked it and and i i
3: think it's i is it the best art ever
4: no is it
0: why does everything have to be black and white chris (laughs) (laughs)
4: that's that's what i'm I'm saying there are levels of gray there are i just but but i i i thought this series was Really, really pretty. Yeah, me too. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad yeah. to. Now let's put this in perspective. Honesty, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm
0: props for being I, honest. I walked into Borders. I looked through it. Um, I did not leave with it. What, well, what I did leave with was the second volume of Bakuman. Now Chris is going to be like, "Are you serious?" I don't yeah. even know what that is. It, it's that's by the artist. The, the, artist or, the artist. The artist. Yeah. Right. Right. It's by the artist that did Death Note. Yeah, uh, kaishi obada and i wow. love his stuff now yeah, i don't see the that's, thing that's i don't fine. That's fine. i don't blink because it 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 reached out to me it spoke to me and the the stuff of legend stuff it, it did not and fair enough, fair enough. yeah it, i'm not shitting on it i just right I, I didn't i didn't i wasn't enamored enough to buy it okay sorry
3: well, I love the hell out of it, but yeah, it's fair. Yeah, cool. Yeah, well, I love it when my uh, friends send
0: uh, uh, the stuff there, to read.
4: There's, there's, there's two of us there, Jason, because <laughs> nice. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm gonna have to, unfortunately, I'm gonna, <laughs> so I'm gonna uh, maybe get it for my oldest nephew. I'm gonna have to send a copy to his mom and say, why don't you read through this first? She probably. Yeah it will probably be okay he is he's 10 so he's probably probably be fine but yeah I, I i don't want his mom to uh to be reading this and go uh thanks for sending us the <laughs> book where uh yeah the 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 soldier gets ripped in half that you know thanks for giving my son nightmares,
0: right. you know, nightmares. <laughs> didn't like the tower power scene didn't think it belonged in there but <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, kidding. Oh my God, uh, uh, uh-huh. You guys are tough. Uh, Holy macro. Uh,
4: <laughs> no, it's a st- stuff. Legend. You know, check check it out. I think it's uh um I think it's a uh, it's, it's a pretty cool work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Do it. And to build borders. So more props to them. They okay. can get into borders. They're doing something right.
3: So Fauchele.
0: Yep. Oh, David, David. What are we gonna do? <sighs> About. I, mean, I, was, I was waiting I, to I see if you guys were going to gonna read go in stuff
2: of legends to find out you know what, what, what side of defense I fall on.
0: You have not read That's
3: I have not read it. I am already, it's yeah. I I have almost 2 hours in and you guys haven't gone there. I'm I'm proud of you.
0: Gone where? Walking dead? No. Oh, where are we where are we supposed to go? The
3: topic du jour.
0: What it which is
2: the uh, a cancellation? Yes.
0: Oh. oh man.
4: I got some thoughts on that.
0: Why don't you speak them?
4: My my thoughts are that it it's actually been we're talking about uh, Thor the Mighty Avenger uh, yes. was uh uh w- w- it was announced that it will only go to issue eight and right. it's been canceled and there's you know lots of people on Twitter that were upset about it and and this. There's certainly so. a
3: campaign to save it. By the way, we should make sure. Which yeah.
4: yep? which, you know go and you know tweet. To Marvel and send emails and and angry messages and all that uh, but it, but it really did kind of give me a, a, a uh, an epiphany moment where it 's like you know what how, how many times does this happened since we started this show since you know you, since you've been reading comics where something that you really enjoy comes out, it goes a few issues and it gets cancelled and you know what, you just kind of pick up, you move on, you find something else that you enjoy, and life returns to normal. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss that book. I really enjoyed it. I love Chris's art in it. Chris is going to keep doing comics. Roger Langwood is going to keep doing comics. and And I think it's just, you know, the lesson I've learned is, it, I can't. I can't promote books anymore. I can't support books any more than I already have, and that's not really my job. My only job is to sit back and enjoy what I find. And yeah, I'll miss that book, but you know what? I'll have eight issues that I can always go back and reread if I want to, and that's that's okay. It's yeah. sometimes, and you know what? Sometimes good comic books just can't make it. Because it doesn't appeal to to the limited masses that are out there, and that's just that it just it just happens, and it's
0: fine. Yeah, it's, they're
4: lost. You know, it's. I'm yeah, still exactly. pissed
0: at Marvel for canceling Strikeforce Moratorium. There you uh, go. They're, they're, oh, they're, I hear you. shit in my book. Yep, that's but, right. Uh, I, I, I'm guilty of not buying the singles. You know, because yeah. because I already steeled myself to the fact that I would buy it in trade, so I'm going to get that trade, but I'm and, probably and, and, only going to get one. And hey, folks, don't okay. be mad.
4: Don't be mad at Marvel. They're a publisher. They're there to. They're there. It's a business, and the the numbers in that book had dropped below
3: ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. That, that's I'm glad like, you said that, Chris, because yeah. I, especially. Look, I, I, all kidding aside, I, I'm actually. Not proud is not the word. I don't want to. That sounds condescending. But um, I'm pleasantly surprised to hear you take that tack because obviously I think people now joke that you're the resident Marvel basher. Uh, you know, which I, again I don't know if that's a fair characterization, but I think people joke that way. Oh um, no,
4: no, I, I've 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 definitely given everyone sure um, reason to call me that. But As... I,
3: I'm glad you say that only in the sense that I I look. First of all, let's let's be honest. We we pontificate on the show a lot, and sometimes we know some things behind the scenes. Sometimes we have no clue what's going on behind the scenes, but we're just speculating. Sometimes we're just you know, riffing. Um, I, you know, I was had some discussions on the Twitter with some creators who seemed to indicate as though they had more information than we do that this was not cancelled because of the sales numbers. There were other reasons. I, I can't speculate on that. I don't know. But as Ooh. you said, all I do know is that the numbers weren't typically in a range that would promote a book from hanging in there um but I, I i the question is like blaming marvel yeah you know that's what i'm kind of oh I, I, and david i'd love for you to talk about your 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 forum thread because i think that that's a well you made a well a well made thought as well on that which is that you know <clears throat> this idea of like blame and anger like i get the disappointment and it's funny because i i i didn't get into it last week um and I'm, i guess i'm glad i didn't now and that um for whatever reason um First of all, Somni's art's amazing. You know, I'm a I, oh, he,
4: fantastic. He, I,
3: I, if he's not working on awesome books for the next thirty years, there's something wrong. Um, yes, so, exactly. um but to me, you know, as Chris said, this has happened a lot lately, particularly at Marvel, because I do read. Oh much of what Marvel puts out, whether it be Captain Britain or Sword or Dr. Voodoo or She-Hulks or whatever, um, you know, or Atlas. Um, some of those books I adored and crushed me when they were cancelled. Others, uh, frankly, this one included, I I was reading but it wasn't like I was so in love with it that it crushes me personally. Clearly though, this is affecting a lot of other people and that bums me out because I hate mm-hmm. to see a book that people genuinely love get cancelled. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't quite get the Oh, uh, fuck Marvel, kind of concept though, yeah. in the sense that, like, oh, I, 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 I do. It, it's, it's.
4: Um, I, I think it's a lot of boiled up frustration on other things, and then something like this happens, and it, it can just kind of, kind of pour out. And
0: I think you know, it arrived I, at a bad time though, with all that backpedaling on the price of comics thing that they did, and they that generated a lot of ill will. Well, I think.
3: let's just take a step back. It, it's, it's it's putting aside the quality of the books. I don't think I don't think anyone can assail the quality of the book. Clearly enough people that are reading it. Oh, it was good. Loved, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it is an all ages book that was marketed as such, and I think that's an important distinction because I often wonder, and this is just pure speculation on my part, but I often wonder if books that were all ages weren't necessarily marketed as quote unquote all ages, if they would sometimes do better because (laughs) it's like they're labeled all ages. It almost presents them to a lot of retailers to market them as kids books. And I think that's a tough road. Um, We have a lot of empirical sales history to suggest that kids books and or all ages books do not typically sell well in the direct market. Now, That said, some all ages material sells phenomenally well in other markets. I mean, Christ, look, Bone is maybe, if not one of the, it's, if not the, it's one of the most successful crossover comic books of our lifetime. And, and, and it's made Jeff Smith literally a millionaire many times over. Um, and that's all ages material. Um, look, Scotty, uh, you know, look, if you look at the Diamond 300 numbers, no issue of Oz as a comic book, as a single issue, has sold all that particularly well. I think the first issue of Wizard of Oz, the first one, Wonderful Wizard of Oz, sold like 25,000 copies, which is decent, but, you know, not, and I think that they're, they've sold like around 15,000 again. Not bad, you know, not, but not huge numbers, not, you know, Avengers numbers. Um, but yet, I think the collected edition of Wonderful Wizard of Oz was on the New York Times bestseller list for like 22, 23 weeks straight, and clearly, although I don't have these numbers because I haven't seen books again, have sold huge numbers. I mean it's you know, Scotty and and uh, and uh, Eric Shannower are, are doing quite well off those books and, and they're doing quite well for Marvel. Um so there are plenty of all ages books that do really well outside the direct market. The question is whether or not books inside the direct market that don't necessarily have as much chance to break out in other venues can be sustained. And you know, can they I think yes, any good book can. But mm-hmm. will they? I don't know, dude. I mean, it's, it's hard shoot. stuff. It's a, it's a crapshoot, you know. Yeah. And 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 I just think that um, the anger though is not quite what I get. Like like I, I guess because I think people try and ascribe like personal morality or motives to a big corporation that doesn't make a lot of sense like Marvel's in the business of producing product that generates profits yeah. like that's their business like right like like yes it's it's ultimately they do that by making toys and movies and video games and well, comic books that they that their fans theoretically will enjoy but that ultimately that's what, a secondary approach for them like that like they only want you to enjoy the books what, okay, because what, it makes
4: you come back but you know. but here here here's the deal and you you feel this more whenever you're on twitter and forums than mm-hmm. than maybe um m- maybe the the common everyday common foot consumer who is not as as ingrained and dorky as we are because we kind of like to bathe in all of this what happens every wednesday
3: on twitter
0: david you tells ask- us he's at the college no what what, <laughs> what, ah, no, what? what you get what, all the
3: creators what? tweeting to get to buy their books, and you get people and, tweeting and that. And and every, 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 every creator
4: that's on Twitter that has a book coming out says, "Hey, so and so is in stores today. Go out and pick it up." And people will retweet it, and and there are folks that are like, you know, "Hey, you know, go, you know, go support this book because it's really good," and so it's perpetuating this this feeling and this attitude of hey this creator asked me to go buy this book and support it and this group of people that i follow on twitter and feel like i have this you know virtual personal relationship with we're supporting this book and you know for months and months and months people have been saying thor the mighty avenger is great comics go support this book you get the creators that are saying the same things and creators who are friends of those creators saying hey go buy this book it's really good and so when you go out and you do that and and you in your mind you support this book and everyone you know talks about how good it is and then on a tuesday afternoon you're on Twitter and say, like, oh, by the way, over at Comic Book Resources they announced that the book's being cancelled. It's like, what? And, yeah, and that's so, good you point. know Yeah. And so it's like the, this this personal this personal attachment that you have made with this book and with the creators online that kind of strengthens that personal attachment right. to it. You know, it's like you know, so it's the the monster is being created all the time that, hey, sure. you know, you can make a difference, and whenever you well, here's do, the thing. Though, if right. it makes a difference. Thing. I think I think people get upset.
3: That's the myth, though, right? Let's be honest. That, that is the myth. the myth. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. We, and we are at the we are. Let's not pretend we are at the epicenter of that myth, right? We we have a podcast that, let's be honest, is reasonably well listened to, at least in the pantheon yeah. of comics podcasts. We sure. Go to cons now. People know us. Creators know us. It's cool. It makes us feel good. I know I personally feel cool to, it feels cool to know personally the artists and the writers that are involved in books. I like to read it. That is, that adds a dimension to the hobby. Um, uh, You know, writing, you know, columns on a fan, all that stuff is great, right? And we, 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 Mm -hmm. but I do think it creates the comic books, mainstream direct market comic books is a niche industry now. It is. It just is. And I think that we are a niche of a niche. Uh, and 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 yet, because we are so I- interested in 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 this, and we are so invested in it, we often—and I mean, we, the four of us—but I mean, you know, broader the we, like the blogosphere sure. and the podcast world, we overestimate our collective influence or yep. representation of the broader comic book buying marketplace. And yep. I think it's moments like this where we almost feel hurt. That we, because we come to the realization that our <laughs> our buying patterns and our opinions really ultimately may matter to an extent, but they don't matter as much as we'd like to think they do. <laughs> J- Josh? Like, Josh, like for Josh, example, Josh, like Josh, Josh,
4: like, Josh Flanagan over yes. iFanboy had one of the funniest tweets because I think he had made uh, Thor: Mighty Avenger a pick of the week, yes. and i iFan, uh, iFanboy is is you know as As far as podcasts go you pretty pretty upper crust and and their website gets a fair amount of traffic and so they have they they have some influence and sway and josh. Josh had made a pick of the week, along with several other books that are now canceled. And he, his tweet paraphrasing was um, to all uh, middling Marvel books that I've made a uh, pick of the week uh, uh, on the on the podcast in the last year and a half. My apologies because you've all been canceled.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and in that thread in F- I fanboy on the comments read, I noticed somebody posted. Um, because, you know, on a fanboy, people can 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 uh, go on and say what books they're getting each week in their pull list. Mm-hmm, sure. And that's trackable. You can track that data. And someone went onto the thread and said, I don't get how this book could be canceled. And they've posted the issue by issue um, number of pulls on a fanboy. And the number for Thor to My actually has increased pretty steadily from issues one through, what is it, five or six now. Um, it's gone up pretty much issue by issue, meaning that, you know, it's getting more popular. And the guy was like, I don't understand, you know, how this book. And it just. It was such a codification when I saw that, thinking, "Oh, yeah. you know, yeah, because that's one little pocket of the universe that you, has its you, and- you
4: have to think of that as kind of like an election night on like Super Tuesday. Is that right, you know right. you you can look at, at like an urban area and it's going to be blue 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 blue, but the right. rest of the right. state yeah. is red. Yeah. Think, think think of the the blue areas as podcasts. Right, you know, right. and it's like it's going to be a little concentrated there. But everybody else, which is the majority of comic book buyers that are out there, don't listen to podcasts mm-hmm. or don't go to websites. They just go to their comic shop and buy the and books look, that they want buy. That's
3: yeah, we. It's fun, and, and let's not. I mean, I'm not going to say we haven't influenced books, and and it's oh, great sure. when you do. Look, I mean, look, Jim, Jim, and Jim Rugg, and and Chris Pitzer. They, they they've come right out and said our Discussion of aphrodisiac as well as a few other podcasts has absolutely helped those orders. You know, wh- you mentioned a bear fighter, Vince – you know, you, you mentioned something that's small press that really uh, – that's indie. You can have an influence on that because that, you know, uh, an extra 100 copies is, is 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 a huge deal for that. But, you know, if every every podcast on iTunes, the top 20 comics podcast rave about Thor the Mighty Avenger – even if we got collectively, what, another 2,000 people to try the book, that's not yeah. making the difference between the books staying or going, right? I mean, yeah. that's Oh, not, it, especially
4: so. for a Marvel book, but you look at something, you know, we talked about the Sixth Gun. Now, you know, say say that, you know, podcasts can sell an extra 600, 800, or 1,000 copies of the Sixth Gun. That makes a big difference for a book right. like that. Yeah, right. But right. but for a book from Marvel where their cut off is twenty thousand, you know what? It's just the it, newsarama can't save that book.
3: Correct, correct.
4: It, it's but, just not gonna
3: not gonna happen. I definitely want to bring you, David, into this because you posted a thread, <laughs> and I I don't quite know what was the exact impetus, but the thread was essentially what you didn't get, and it was I don't, a, it, yeah, it, yeah I mean, I don't want to because I don't want words in your mouth, but
2: it was it was it, it was fallout from. But, it's been building up for a while and, and there are, there are a few things that I don't get, but one of them is you have people that will say, that's it. I'm not giving Marvel another chance. This is like, you know, Captain Britain and my 13 lasted a little over a year. Sword, five issues. She-Hulks, four issues before the first issues even out. Uh, Atlas again. And, and, and now Thor ending earlier than, than the first arc will let it and At this point, people are, you know, I'm not going to bother with another new series Marvel puts out. They could put a number one out, but if I'm not going to try it because I know as soon as I'm I'm into it, you know, third or fourth issue hits and they're going to be like, yeah, you know what, another issue or two and that's it, we're done. And it's like, so why am I going to bother? And I don't, the, the thing I was, what I don't get is that I understand the, the the fool me once mentality, or, or cry wolf, whatever you want to call it. But isn't it also, you know, better to have loved and lost? I, so, so instead well, of instead of instead of trying, instead of instead of reading a story that you may like, even if you only get it for a little while, you, you don't even want to do that. You just you just be like, fuck it, then I'm not even going to invest in it.
4: Well, it it, go- it goes both ways. Um, Roger Langwood. Langridge, who's the the writer of the series, on his blog, you can read this, it's out there. They had a twelve issue arc yes. planned that was going to, you know, be a story that was gonna run, you know, beginning, middle, end. They had a lot of things that they were gonna tie up in those in those twelve issues. And like like Wood said, there's a you know, Save Thor the Mighty Adventure campaign going mm-hmm. on. The the hard nuts and bolts facts of it is, is that they're going to have to end that thing at issue 8, so they're never going to be able to tell their whole story. Right. And as a consumer, I can see the trepidation of do I want to take a chance, do I want to gamble on a series that looks pretty good, reads pretty well, but there's no guarantee that I'm going to get a beginning, middle, and end of the story, and that's that's just that's just the game that we play as as comic book readers now, you know, and it and it's not just I mean it, it's it's in indie, it's in mainstream, it's all over the place that you know, and I think it's a big problem with comics is that there's no guarantee. Whenever you go into a movie, you know that you pay your 10, 12 bucks and you're going to sit down, you're going to see the credits roll and you're going to watch the movie and the end of the movie is going to come and you're going to walk out and you're going to have gotten your story you may not watch okay. the story but All you got right. it, in, co- in comics because it's serialized fiction there's no guarantee that you're going to get an end of the story and you know what I, that's a problem but you only
2: know you're not getting the end of the story because you were told we're ending it early If you didn't know that, if you, if, if yeah, we've read things that feel rushed at the end, or it's like, you know what, maybe they could have, maybe they could have used another issue to finish this story, but because we're so tied in, because we know what's going on now, you know, back in the day,
4: (laughs) it would be like going in to watch a two hour long movie and at, an hour and a half, they turn it off, turn on the lights and go, you know what? Not enough people came into the movie tonight, so we can't show you the rest.
3: Well, I think to David's point, though, what he's saying is it's not like that. It's actually more like, it was actually more like going in and watching a movie and then finding out after the fact that there was an extra hour-long director's cut that the studio wouldn't let him put yeah. out. Yeah, and and yeah. you if you didn't know that going in you just judge it on what you read and that a lot of comic series if we weren't so plugged in and it wasn't such an incestuous industry yeah. where everything is known behind the scenes you might just read those eight issues and say oh it's cool eight issue run you know if, I, if I we you, only
2: well, get the eight issues if we don't get the other four that people are campaigning for then you know I'm sure we're going to get to the end of the eighth issue we might not have every answer about why Thor is back on Earth. But I don't think when we get to the end of the eighth issue, we're gonna have it to be continued at the end of it. It'll be the end and we'll have a story. So we're not we're not we're not getting we're we're getting cheated because we now know that they had other plans for it. But we're getting we're getting an end to a story. We're getting an end. We may not be getting the end, but we're getting we're getting a story. So yeah, Atlas ended, and I think Atlas ended rather abruptly. But I have a complete story of Atlas again. I, I have I have a complete story for Sword. I would love to see these characters more. I would love to see these their adventures continue. But I'm not complaining about what I have.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, I I, I told yeah. you guys I told I told you guys a month or so ago that I've I've come up with my solution and that is there's so much good stuff to read out there that I'm basically going to read stuff in trade and original graphic novels and and I'm going to start steering away from mainstream because I feel like I can get more complete stories out there. That's just where cool. my that's where my head is right now and you know this is yet one more reason why I think I'm making the right
3: choice. It's actually funny because um, I, like, I don't disagree with what you're saying about this happens seemingly in the mainstream because we're aware of it, but I do think it's somewhat ironic to try and dividing line between mainstream and, quote-unquote, uh, other publishers because with other publishers, how many times... I mean, it's it's incalculable how many times this has happened to me where I have bought into an independent series and issues. And, and if you never want to finish, got- you got to buy the trade. Like, I mean, and, and, like, this was a... It's going to be a five-issue series, and I'm waiting for the fourth and fifth issues.
4: That's why I'll, never- I'll pick, I'll, 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 I'm picking up the trade.
3: Well, right, the, but what I'm saying yeah. is, is that it's not just a... It, it's a comics issue. It's not a Marvel DC issue. It's a comics oh, issue. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. The difference is, is that, like, at DC, JMS takes his ball and goes home. Well, they're ah. still putting out... They're still putting out... Uh, action, uh, Superman. It's just that it's going to be yeah. different than what you were promised, right? If you, if mm-hmm. if uh, if if a title like if you know if if Miller and Hitch don't make FF the number one book in the land like they swore they would, you you move on, right? You get a different creator, but you still get the mm-hmm. book. You may not ever get the full story they intended, you know. Um, like a book like Exterminators that gets canceled early, so yeah, you get a rushed yeah. ending, but you get an ending. Um, whereas you know, like I, I was going to mention Exterminators earlier. Like, I'm waiting for. I yeah. mean. You know, I, how long, you know, um, I mean, there's a lot of books I could rattle off, and I don't want to throw people under the bus. That I got a lot of first, second, third issues, and I'll have the end. You know? Hepcats. Hepcats. Yeah. Remember Hepcats? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think one of the first books I ever talked about on our show was Pretty Baby Machine. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the second issue. You know that's I mean? that's
4: that's that's never coming
3: out. No, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh well, right. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, uh, there are lots of. We could rattle out There's tons yeah. of them. But my point is, is like that's sort of the beast. And I think that David is right in that in that we are. You got to take the good with the bad. And so yeah, it's cool that we get to know the creators and know the scoop and be in on stuff. But but it also cuts the other way. And that. Knowing that also means that we are probably aware of stuff, and we let the behind-the-scenes stuff impact our enjoyment of the material yeah. more than yeah. we would otherwise. Like TV shows, healthy. happens all the time, right? I mean, I I, I loved Jericho. Admittedly, not uh, certainly a flawed show, but you know, Jericho and Dead Deadwood, which I think is an amazing show, both ended abruptly. They ended yep. before their time, and we know that going in, and and yet, I I, I loved both series. Do, do I think they ended as well as they should have? No, because they didn't. They didn't end with the they didn't have the time to finish them that they had intended but you know ultimately that doesn't take away from the fact that I loved both shows for roughly three seasons you have some, uh, yeah you have, some two, you have
2: two real good seasons and then
3: the yeah and, and, and sometimes you get TV shows right where you're watching it and it just gets cancelled right I mean yeah. um, oh god uh,
4: uh, one, one of my uh, one of my favorites was um, uh, Kindred The Embraced do you guys remember that
0: no, no.
4: It, it, it was spawned out of uh, well. uh,
0: the World of Darkness, the White Wolf games.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was a, a really cool TV show about um, uh, vampires. And there were different, like, casts of vampires. You had the business class, and, and then the Nosferatu, and then you had, like, the biker gangs, and then the, the mafia vampires. It was this really interesting look the at Geovani. the vampire. Yeah, yeah, you had this very interesting look at the, at the vampire world. Well, after the first season, the the... the main actor the lead actor died in a uh, motorcycle accident oh okay done and like they didn't renew the series yeah so yeah. i mean, like like just weird you know it's just saying that sometimes weird shit happens and they can't sure, sure. you know you know go on and 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 finish the stories but uh but that was one of the you know f- for me my first introduction to well huh what 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 do you mean that that that's it you know there's there's more to be told there and you know it just it just it happens and it sucks but it happens. now
3: to your point though david what i was saying trying to say on the on the forum thread to you in response was that <laughs> i do think it's not there's not black and white here like i do think there are like as you were like can't you just enjoy what you have I, I i think putting aside the fact whether we know or not there was more to come um i think because it is such a regularity now there are times when no i i don't think we get I think we get less, and I think that's noticeable. And in which case, then I think it's disappointing. I, I think that there are times when you you noticeably see an abrupt end to a storyline, and you realize, well, this isn't how they wanted to end it, or I sure hope they didn't want to end it this way because it, it, it fizzles. Right, right. There right, was right. other times. There are you know st- story arcs just end and they end reasonably well, and you think, okay, it would have been nice to have more of that, but it it you know it had its time. Um, so I think it cuts both ways. Um, but I think the issue is is sort of you know you got to go beyond that and say to yourself. um... Like With everything with this crazy hobby though is is you know we are ultimately we have we have, habits are hard to break, but we are creatures of habit, and I do think that doing things like this, even if they're understandable in the parlance of the business side of it, I do think that it does continue to. Condition right buyers. No, I say think it's it. perfectly yeah. logical then to condition by. Well, so you know the what? Same way that, that, that people switched from the monthlies to the trade. You know that's, that's the, right, the same and thing, right? Anyway, you're like, true. well, yeah. right, like, like, oh, this is solicited, but oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, this this is this is a B-list character. I like him, but I don't know. Let me see what people think, and I'll get the trade. And you know, to be fair, to date, Marvel especially trades everything. So the decision point of I'm not going to buy this now. Let me see how it does. What people think of it, and then if I, it gets good reviews, I'll get the trade. That's been a very logical response to make because pretty much everything sure. Mark puts out becomes traded, and you can do that. DC a little more iffy. You know, they 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 trade most of their stuff, but not all of it, and and they often take their time trading stuff. So it's a bit of a riskier bet on the DC side. Indie stuff, you never know. You know, I mean, it, it, it's you never know what they're going to get there if you're going to get the end of the series. So I think, you know, but I do think you're conditioning readers to to make a certain decision, and then then at the same time, you get the big two coming out and saying, you know, we really need you guys to support the single issues. Well, okay, <laughs> but you shouldn't to, right? Like, you, you can't have it both ways. Like yeah. You have to expect us to – if you're going to give us multiple formats, you have to give us multiple formats, right? Like, it's up to you to decide how to make that work business-wise. And I, I think I, th- K- I K- think. Has I that, think- point, right? It's like if, if they're going to have a hard cover, they're going to have a soft cover, they're going to have the issues – it's up, it's not, you shouldn't feel guilty about what you choose. The, as a consumer, you have to be willing to decide, if I don't buy the issues, you have to be comfortable with the fact that you may never get to read the story. It, it, that's your decision, right, as the buyer. As the publisher, it's up to you to decide, am I going to give it to them in multiple formats? You can only, you know, you can only control so much, and like, what, I, what I'm going to be interested to see is if Marvel and DC start being more selective in what they collect, because that's really, like, if they really want people to really support the singles, then that's what you have to do, right? You have to say, okay, you didn't buy the singles, we're not collecting it. Like, if you really want people, if you want to send the message, buy the singles or else, then make us buy the singles. Like, don't collect Thor the Mighty Avenger. Don't collect, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, the Great Ten. You know, don't put those in trade. Like, like if, that's, if you really want to send us a message, then don't put those in trade. But they already have the trade solicited. so you know what I mean, so it's like it's bark with no bite is my view
0: well, if you notice well um,
3: i i I think I think it's I think it
4: exemplifies that right now it is an industry that's in flux they there are there are so many different ways to get your comics, but so few dollars out there that are funneling in because it's the niche industry that it's yeah it's just it's. They're kind of caught in between right now, and it's not an easy place for the publishers to be. Certainly not an easy place for the for for consumers to be. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's 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 not it's it's not an ideal situation
3: right now. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, Vince?
0: Well, look at what Starkings is doing with Elephant Men. The next War Toys mm-hmm. um, arc is a one shot OGN, ninety six right. pages. That's smart, right. you know, because. Uh, you you get a nice chunk of story, uh, which probably won't be resolved at the end. But it is a a meaty read for a nice price. And well, <laughs> why is there shame in skipping the singles for miniseries and just publishing a four issue um, trade? There you go. Right. You, you, you right.
3: Know. Well, right. The argument has always been, well, we need to pay the creators. Well, mm-hmm. you well if you have not- enough, if you have enough yeah.
0: confidence in the project, right. then foot the bill.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's so. the thing. And uh you know I have to say uh just Bill Bill Hughes um, had a great point uh on his show he was saying it, it and it really codified it he was saying that um you know it wasn't long ago especially for guys our age I mean, we are on our you know mid mid to late 30s and early 40s it wasn't you know back in the day for us there was a presumption that if you like jumped into a comic in the middle of an arc which we did all the time because we didn't know better you'd go back and like buy the issues before because you were curious but there was the presumption that any issue that wasn't on the stands anymore was going to cost you more than what the cover price yeah, was. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> X-Factor 12, if X-Factor 15 was on the shelf and you wanted to buy X-Factors 12, 13, and 14, you were going to have to pay like a buck, you know, uh, if it was a buck 50 cover, you were going to pay two bucks or two fifty. You know, you, that was just accepted. You accepted that was the notion because it was this premise that comics go up in value. After the 90s bust, that's changed. Now, there's deflation. We assume that with very few... power accepted- bands you can get a comic in whatever form you want for cheaper than the cover price if you're patient. That you're paying now the maximum premium price for the convenience of having it the second it comes out. And he's totally right about that. That is completely different from the way comics were for a long, long time. And he's 100% right. That's how it is. And I don't know how you ever put that genie back in the bottle. Um, totally, I, I don't think That totally think changes do. the dynamic of the of the industry. That totally changes it. Yeah. You know, I mean, is there any comic that you think you can't get at Windy City next year or New York Comic Con on the cheap? Like, for, you know, from the
0: from the big two, no, you can find exactly. those everywhere. Right, right, right.
3: right. right. The That's risk the, you run right is like an indie title, right? You right, like like you're not going to get
0: Chew number
3: one, Chew number one, or The Walking Dead number one. Right, you're not going to right. You have to pay up for that if you really want it, right? But then yeah. at the same point in time. You can get the trade, or the omnibus, or the compendium, or the hardcover uh yeah. for half off. <laughs> you know, if, if, so if, you, not, if you want to you know, read
4: it, you can read it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. You can read so. it for free if you want to read it. You know, and and well, I think that's another thing that that's uh, creating that wait now, buy later, or read later mentality. Every book published every week is available somewhere for free. And, it's true. And, and that, you know, that that kicked a lot of sales in the balls, well, too. And the other
3: thing that's changed is that is that and this is I, I don't think this has been the case for David as much yet. He's on the record is still very much loving the single issue format. Not like the single issue, but certainly, Vince, it's fair to say with you and Chris, I've seen your comic room and, and, and my more recently, but it's certainly a trend. We are starting to actually appreciate the form factor of the collected edition. Like, I, I've gone from thinking, oh, my God, I got to have the issues because that's how I want to have my long boxes to now thinking, Christ, I would love to be able to get rid of all these paper comics in these <laughs> single issues and, and have beautiful collected editions that are on my shelf like a library. Like, I've, I've literally gone from three years ago wanting nothing but issues and only having trades because it was a way to catch up on stuff I couldn't find otherwise to preferring – Beautiful, oversized hardcover collections of the stuff I want to have. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like I've—it's been a mental switch, and and it's and and again, these are this isn't like a twenty-year-old dude who doesn't know any better and just choosing a form factor that relates to him. This is people. These are the three of us that that have spent decades hoarding and collecting like like obsessively single issues, and now we've come over to appreciate the collected form as a preferred. Modality. So, like, if we're there, well, you know, what's that say, right? I mean, because we all, at some point in our lives, not far from now, we're like unbelievably obsessive, compulsive, single-issue collectors. Mm -hmm. You know, so
0: you do have to beware the dangers, though, uh, and and choose your publisher wisely, who you're going to uh, wait for the collected edition. Like, I have some publishers that I will never wait for the collected edition like image uh with the exception of walking dead you you just don't wait for the collected edition because you probably won't see it if the majority of the people do that with uh marvel and dc like with this thor the mighty avenger i didn't buy the singles cuz i knew it was going to be collected and
3: you killed the book?
0: It, it was me though, fault, then. sorry I,
3: I, image has become the poster boy for me of waiting for the collected edition because wow. image is at the very top of the list of series of, of, of a laundry list of comics that I have invested in the single issues done quote unquote done my part and I'm still waiting
0: well yeah, you gotta waiting. know you, you gotta know the layout of the land uh
3: yeah, but, but that's, see, that's bullshit. And then it's one thing if they never finish or whatever, whatever, but it's another thing when they finish, but you don't get to buy the fourth issue or the fifth issue. You gotta buy the trade if you want to actually yeah. get the end of the story, but I already bought the issues. And that to me is inexcusable. And it's happened with Hickman's books. It's happened with the Man of Action books. And these are all guys that I had loved their stuff and I've supported, and I think it's bullshit. I think. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't,
0: I didn't. Buy the majority of what you're talking about, but, but
3: I'm saying, like, think of like Four Eyes and fucking uh, a oh, bad dog and 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 I'd love to know <laughs> how that And, ends. You know, and, 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 uh, and Red Mass from Mars. And yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, no, I You're, you're,
0: I'm you're uh, reciting a laundry list of books I did not buy at Image in any form. Okay, but. But say but that, Ork, that Orkstein class, I mean, now you know looking at orkstein that's a very there's a very specific very specialized audience for that book mm-hmm. you do not wait for the trade on that like King the City it's
4: already trade's been solicited what I stopped I, buying I stopped buying the singles as soon
3: as I saw that the trade had been solicited wow
0: not me brother no like King oh, City I, gotta buy the singles
3: why see it's completely different now I feel like this if they can't support the book enough to get it out then I don't read it other wow. well. Right. You, right. Yeah, but yeah. wait a minute. You didn't know before you bought Orkstain if it was gonna be good or not. Uh,
0: didn't I didn't know the story was gonna be good, but just looking at the art, yeah, I had an idea it was gonna enough, be good. But
3: What I'm saying is, is like again, you got lucky that time. Like you got lucky, kudos to you that Orkstein, the arc finished.
0: But I will uh, say I, I, I'm I'm more lucky more often lucky than not with image.
3: Uh, I disagree. I think uh, I could think of at least ten series of images not either massively delayed or never finished.
0: But we're we're interested in different things, like uh, really? I mean, the, I mean, the book I mean, that you said before that pretty, uh, baby, pretty baby, machine. baby machine. I didn't I didn't buy that. I could tell just by looking at it. Number one, it wasn't for oh, me.
2: Plus, Chris talked about it on AC.
0: Yeah, so that's yeah. a strike against it right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, took it right out of the No, like right there. like morning glories. If that just stops tomorrow. I, I I don't care because I'm not buying it, but uh, like books like Invincible and Savage Dragon, uh, J- Spawn, Yay I would Spawn. i hard just...
2: to believe that, that an Image partners books won't
3: get traded. Right.
0: That's what well, yeah, say. that's too, like, Orkstein, that
3: you brought up Image. Right. I'm saying Image has a laundry right. list of books that have fallen short of that expectation. Right. But, just because they're not the ones you're buying is irrelevant. I mean, uh, the books on many. But it's so relevant to light. me. So
0: therefore, their their pedigree goes goes up.
3: Well, no. I mean, you got to have the eye. Out, if Image puts you out five books a month, a month <laughs> and it's <laughs> more and it, that's not a good hit. And as David said, know. the books you're mentioning are their top-selling books. I mean, Walking Dead and Invincible. Well, not and King not King City and, and Orkstein. Like, if I recall correctly, you read Invincible and in Trade, my friend.
0: The first two I did, yeah.
3: Well, Exactly. So you waited for the trade. So.
0: Well, no. I waited for the, to see what it was like. And then I started right. buying you it once I saw how good thing. it was. You
3: just threw out no, Invincible But you're going way
0: back, though. You're going way back. I had to play Invincible catch issues, I had to play By catch the time up.
3: you started buying Invincible Issues, there was zero doubt that those book, that book was going to come out. <laughs> it was already a big, huge hit. It doesn't support your argument. Well, I, st- I
0: started reading it mm, issue maybe thirteen.
3: And now you get I vividly called. recall the Bullpen Bullets episode where you said you picked up the first oversized hardcover of it. I Invincible. did. Right. It's what made me <laughs> try the book, actually. Oh because, damn. It's,
0: because it's good stuff, but I was I did wait because I wanted to see what it was like, not because you know, uh, of that waiting for the trade mentality. I had no idea really who Kirkman was. Right, but you back just
3: then. try to say that the books you read in an image don't have that issue and you thread invincible is one of them. and It's not Okay, German, what, what, a, what, a, about it amazed, what about mean, what about it's a great seller.
0: What about Wolfman? That's gone. But I bought that in singles. Oh, way to Okay. Go that's that's in my wheelhouse i knew that it was you know at least going to be something i would i would want in singles so i bought it like elephant men i buy the singles for that i do not wait for those collected editions there's just some books i i and really well, if, I stop, again, I say, if i stop if wait, well, wait just listen, so,
3: there's no doubt that wolfman and and elephant men are going to get traded there was never a doubt from starkings and and kirkman or there's no doubt they were going to get well, traded wolfman's By the time gone wolfman came out, done. So kirkman is already big time a big time image guy
0: Okay, he wasn't but, a part but here, here's top another top reason why I buy effort. the singles. If I did not buy English, Image singles, I would probably buy maybe 15 floppies a month. They're they are by far the majority of my 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 floppy buying. So if I didn't buy from Image, then my order is basically all trades, and and the the uh, the odd Dynamite book here or there maybe a uh, you know
3: Avatar. Uh,
0: yeah, or Asylum Press, stuff like that. I, I do buy Gold Digger and singles just because I love Fred Perry's art. But, but really, I mean, I've almost reduced my singles down to nothing except for right. image. Sure. It, a lot of it's out of habit. A lot of it's just because I, I love the books I buy, so I want them in single format. But I know what, I know what I'm going to like, and, and it's, it's odd that you, you said like Four Eyes and, and all those books. I didn't even touch those in singles.
4: Four Eyes was
0: awesome.
2: It was. I was
3: digging bad dog.
0: Exactly. I didn't touch that either.
3: I killed giants. Now, to that credit, that did finish, so i got to give yeah. credit for that. But well, for, Four
4: Eyes had a trade come yeah, out. Four Eyes finished it up.
0: Yep. It looks nice. Took
3: a long time, dude. Just didn't buy it. Took a long time.
0: We will give you an ending, though. And here it is. The ending. Oh, Really? Of the 135th, it? yeah, the 135th episode of 11 o'clock comics brought to you by discount comic book service, dcbservice.com, where you can get all the books we talked about, even the ones that aren't being published anymore, <laughs> uh, for a huge, huge slash price off the, uh, slashes off the cover price, uh, 35 to 75% off your favorite books and I'm trying to think of something in your travels. Oh, keep an eye out. For a book from Asylum Press called Eek. It's Eek a mouse. Eek! E e e k exclamation point. It's it's a horror-themed anthology that oh, yeah. you would, that you would swear was pulled from the Carlton days. Or Charlton. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's it pretty, it's yeah. sweet. I took a I ordered it from D C B S, but yeah. I took a look at it at the shop today. It is far better than I ever hoped oh, it would nice. be. Good to it hear. looks gorgeous. And yeah, it, it's nice. it's right in the old uh, Warren, uh Charlton spooky vampire tales, witches tales, wheelhouse. Uh, you would swear that it was done back in the day. It's that good. And it's cheap. It's like fourteen ninety five for a hundred and forty some pages. It's awesome. Go get it. Silent Press, eek.
4: All right. Um, In your travels, run out and pick up the uh, recently released collection of Hopeless Savages by Jen Van Meter. Look at that. It's a a punk rock and good time.
2: Wow. In your travels, uh, save for the Mighty Avenger.
3: Oh, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Get you, you softie. He loves uh, him. It's true. And in your travels, uh, if you don't feel like reading comics this week, which I can understand, uh, take a break. Uh, watch Sherlock because it's fucking awesome. You finally oh, saw and it. Isn't it good? Yes. Yes. Did, yes. Did you watch it all, dude? Did you see no, the first so, one, I watched the first oh one oh today. First oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is awesome. It's so, so good. I really? love everything about it. Yes. I love every single thing about it. Well, oh it,
4: it it has a little bit of the Walking Dead syndrome, and that the second one no shush, let him let him take takes a little no, no.
3: bit of a of a dip, but then see, the third comes back strong. I it's it's hysterical. hysterical. I mean, they even like they, it's like they think that they're a gay couple. It's hysterical. I, I not why would we not want second bedroom? It's like because it's yeah, because it's modern times. Like in the old Victorian times, it was no big deal, but these days, it's like two dudes living together. like two grown ass men. It's like there must be gay. It's funny.
2: All the press getting the text wrong. Awesome. Oh, yeah, it was, awesome. it's fantastic! See, all right, you talking about TV? Yeah, I was going to say uh, Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but yeah, there
4: you go. Oh, that's cool. good.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Did you, who Did we all cover the bases? Did we all say in your travels? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, this week we did. <laughs> He's such a snarky bastard. <laughs>
2: what are you talking about?
0: bullpenboltonspodcast.com forward slash forum. Join us because we love you and we want to talk to you real time instead of through this podcast thing. And uh, do your vote. If you haven't already, cast your votes for the 11 o'clockers, right, Wood?
4: Yeah. You know this. And, come, uh, come spoil the shit out of Walking Dead and our Walking Dead spoilers thread. It's, it, yeah. it is. It's, you're it's you're taking
0: very uh, sadistic uh, glee out of that
3: Ooh, thread. And you know what? I'm going to oh, start a thread, so people. Dead. This is what I want to hear from you. I want to hear your favorite prematurely ended series. There's a lot of them out there, so let's hear them. I want to hear your thoughts. Series ended before their
0: time. Yeti versus Vampire. There you go. (laughs) It's
3: it's a real one. My top number one. That was never finished. Dap will have my back here. Well, at least they'll appreciate it. The Crew. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one. Pouring (laughs) some out right now.
4: You know
0: it. <laughs> Thank you for being here, everybody. We'll see you next week. Go have fun. Go kiss your yes, mama, sure. pet your dog, hug your kids. Call the hotline. Call the hotline. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't call the hotline yet. because uh, we're, yeah. we're not ready. Maybe, maybe in a week or two, we'll be ready for the hotline.
2: You and, pick a uh, little- and and, and yeah. we'll uh, we'll announce the winner of the logo contest eventually. Oh yeah, we. Do. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, we do.
0: It's that was hard. It's going to break some hearts.
2: It is. Know. But, well, people should be used to that for anything. We got right. to do what we got to, to do. He broke what, my heart what today. What the like, They're not going to read what they read. What's wrong
3: with you?
0: I know. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. See <laughs> <Cool. laughs> <Lita. Cool. laughs>